your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. Uh, I love that part of the song, and then, yeah. and then it kicks back in. Mm-hmm. It's the Spanish announce table on the trending. Topics Network. I am the Deviant One, Captain Awesome, and with me is the birthday boy, T-Mac. Hey, hey, today is my birthday. Well, Tuesday, October, or Wednesday. Today's uh, Wednesday. Yes, right. Yeah, Wednesday, October 2nd is my birthday. Uh, well, happy birthday. What are you, you know, uh, this is actually 42? This is actually the 7th anniversary of my 21st birthday. So, you math aficionados, you do the math. <laughs> I don't want to do any math. That's why I'm in radio. I'm 28. <laughs> I'm in radio. Right. So, I'm 28 years old. Uh, I remember 28. Yeah. It was five years ago. 15 years ago for you. Uh, or, so do the math. There you go. <laughs> so we missed last week. We had work schedules and conflicts, and we said, uh, fuck it, basically. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, like. Well, and here's the other reason. It was a slow week. You true. know. Yeah. I think. I think everyone agrees it was a slow week. If there was news such as Darren Young when he came out or it was coming up to SummerSlam or something like that, we'll bend over backwards to give you right. the knowledge you need. When we find out Darren Young's gay, we'll bend over <laughs> and we will make sure. Yes, we yeah. will. That you know that information. <laughs> right. Make sure everybody sees <laughs> right. it. But, know, well, I th- I came in to try to record one by myself, and it just wasn't working. It just you need didn't... me. That's what you realize. No, it's okay. I need somebody. You need me. I need a warm body. You need me. It's and... okay. It's okay. <laughs> We're okay with this. If that makes you feel better on your birthday. Yes, it does. Your 38th birthday or yeah. whatever it is. Yes. And that's fine. But let's do what we normally do, man, then, huh? Yes, let's get, get to it. Get into some news. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, news. Yeah. Gotta pay the pythons. What? Yeah, gotta pay the pythons. Okay. PW Insider reports that Hulk Hogan's TNA contract expired on the 1st of October. The two sides are reportedly negotiating a new deal. However, Hogan is currently asking for more money and creative control. Big surprise. Well, here's the thing. He's always said on the record that as far as creatively... He has really no input. They ask him advice. They say, hey, what would we do in this situation? He does it. What he does is, I'm Hulk Hogan. I'll be a character. I believe he has creative control over his character, and I don't think that that's what we're talking about when he's asking for creative control. I think he's asking for creative control of TNA. When I read this, I also don't know if it means he's asking for more creative control. Maybe he does have some creative control over his character, but not 100% complete. Right. Because when he got that job Mm -hmm. that he's got now... He was in a bad place. Yeah. And he needed money. Right. Period. Yeah. So he might have signed anything at that moment. Exactly. Now, so what I'm if he's asking for more creative control of TNA and he doesn't have it, which on the record he says he doesn't have, obviously it's pro wrestling, you know. Yeah. Whatever. But if it if he if he's staying true to his word, 
good because honestly, we've always said TNA sucks. Yeah. And, you know, uh, is he 700 years old and he's probably going back to the days of when you have to be 6'10 or whatever? Yeah. And that sucks. But, hey, throw at least someone else in there and he's done something good. Yeah. He's the only guy that I could think of that went away from McMahon and became just as big of a star. Yeah. He's the only guy. Well, Nash and Hall. Well, yeah, I mean, but they were all together. Right. You know what I mean? Because of yeah, Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because of Hogan. That's so, true, yeah. Um, uh, who knows, man? I'm sure they'll work something out. Because, I mean, uh, he can always go to WWE, but I think that's got to be the last thing he does. Yeah. Do his final run, his mm-hmm. retirement. He's already done the Hall of Fame, so he can't necessarily do that. But the final payday, sell out your rights, right off into the sunset. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what he does. I personally hope he goes to WWE. Yeah? Yeah. What about ROH? <laughs> to see Hogan in yeah. ROH? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uncle Drew versus Drew McIntyre? Hmm? Hmm? The NBA and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. Uncle Drew, yeah. yeah, yeah, have announced that January 22nd will be WWE Night at the Quicken Loans Arena. There will be reportedly several WWE themed activities on the concourse, as well as WWE superstar appearances and some quote in-game elements. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I want to do that. Like have the Chiefs do a uh, a WWE day. Well, they had Shawn Michaels. They did have Shawn Michaels out for yeah. That was about McMillan River Adventures. Right, I know. Yeah, very true. Which I haven't watched that yet. I want to yeah. watch that. I want to watch the Eric Young show, too. I do want to watch Eric yeah. Young. I'm not interested in the Shawn Michaels show. Mm. Uh, but that would be cool. I would, you know, and the Cleveland doesn't suck as much anymore. So, right. you know, they actually might win the game. And you get some WWE-themed events. So. Yeah, that would be fun. And, I mean, you're going to have a lot of crossover fans there. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. So that should be good. Yeah. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Stop. <laughs> the Wrestling Observer reports that WWE Creative is discussing repackaging Wade Barrett and giving him a strong push. Barrett has not been seen on WWE TV since the start of the Daniel Bryan Corporation angle. You know, he's one of the guys where, if you recall, he had a great push and a great program with Randy Orton leading up to WrestleMania two mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and then he broke his elbow or dislocated his elbow right. on Raw, and so then you had to do Randy Orton and Kane for whatever reason. Good match. It was decent, but for whatever reason, it didn't make sense. But ever since then, Wade Barrett just hasn't found anything. Seems to... like he's got the goods. Yeah! But just what? I don't know. It's it's weird. You know, My you... thing with Wade Barrett is that I'm a little worried that he's going to have the uh, similar thing we were talking about offline. He's going to have the Alberto Del Rio problem of he is a character and he's got a defined character. And he's a good worker. But unless you're doing something with it, it's kind of bland. Right. And he always has good matches, so it's decent. Man, my thing in the PG era, but making it good enough for us, you know, our age group to watch, I'm always in favor of the... Get him with someone else. And I'm thinking of Antonio Cesaro. Mm. Get him with Antonio Cesaro. I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. Yeah. And they, those two guys can yes. put on classic matches and have a year-long feud where it's just, I'm better than you, another, you're better than another me. Another classic you know? example of the ADR effects. What I'm saying, these guys have good characters mm-hmm. that are permeable, and you can move them through different storylines, but it is imperative that you have the storyline. Right. You can't get over on just the character alone. Daniel Bryan right now is getting over on his character as the shorter, right. independent guy yeah. doing this. The storyline is there, but it's kind of the back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's built around that character. Right. These guys need a storyline that they can put their character into. And I, and I think because they are so bland, but they are such good workers, you could do the 
hey, I just think I'm better than you. Don't have a title. You know what yeah, I mean? No. Have it start backstage with some, you know, backhanded well, Mark Henry did that. Yeah, and that was great. Yeah, I was, loved it. You know what I mean? It yeah. was Because it's, it's good for us because it's like. That's what turned Seamus' face at the end there, too. Right. Yeah. And, and it's good because, you know, it, it makes it relevant for us because at our age group, we're into MMA. We're into, you know, big-time rivalries, Yankees, Red Sox, North Carolina, Duke, that kind of stuff where it doesn't matter who the real – players are on those teams or really yeah. the fighters it's just that competition Build of two that of the best term rivalry right and you're just getting a long-term rivalry side to pick right yeah yeah, yeah so. i agree with you yeah maximum stratisfaction yes mm-hmm. wwe hall of famer trish stratus gave birth to a baby boy on monday september 30th good for good her. her baby maximus was born at eight pounds three ounces yeah and my thought on this was Stratus Maximus is a hell of a wrestling name. Yes. Yeah, could we be seeing a... You know what yeah. I always think of, though, is when she announced that she was pregnant at the Hall of Fame and they just booed the shit out of her <laughs> husband. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> they should have cheered that guy. <laughs> like, good oh, for you. Good. They're jealous. I know, but come on. Like, Maximus, though, huh? That's what I like name. that name. You know. I, I just, I, I, you could see Maximus Stratus, but I like Stratus Maximus. Come right. in as a wrestler. Stratus Maximus. Yes. Yeah? Yeah, it's a very yeah. gladiator-esque name. Kind of sounds like a porn name, too, though. So. True. I don't know. Negotiating with an asshole. Ken Anderson. Ken Anderson stated in an interview on the 4th and Pain show that he expects to sign a new contract with TNA, quote, within a week. Anderson said that he and his lawyer are working out the final details with the company and that he enjoyed the way he was being used creatively before his contract expired. So... We can get Ken Anderson back. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> he's he's. Here's the thing. I don't think he's as good of a wrestler as he thinks he is. I don't. I don't see him as a top guy. I never have. I really liked what they were doing with him at the end with Aces. And I Aids. did. I did too. And I thought a good rivalry with him and Bully would be interesting. But after that, eh. yeah. The problem is he falls into the same gimmick over and over again. Yes. The screaming his name, Ooh, being the asshole. I get it. Again, it's time to even keep that that uh, attitude about yourself, mm-hmm. that demeanor, but change it up a little bit. Do something new with the character. You can still have that demeanor, but I don't know. You got to do something else. Yeah, and and I'm imagining it's over money. I'm going to bet he wants more money. Oh, I'm or, sure. You know. Yeah. But I would give it to him. You're yeah. just as good well, it with them too, or without him. It could have been, too, maybe he won the same money, but TNA's been dropping yeah. people and asking them to take pay cuts. Lately. Right. So it could have been something along that, those lines. Or maybe, okay, I'll take the less money, but you got to give me less dates. And they're like, mm-hmm. eh, no. Yeah. yeah, so I just think with Ken Anderson or you know whatever you want to call him. Uh, Is that his real name? Ken I, Anderson? I think I so. Know. Yeah. yeah. Um, you just – you're you're as good with them as you are without them, and save the money and develop new talent. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's that's how you I can feel. create a Ken Anderson every day, every day. Yep. Yeah, because there's not much to that character. Right. I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> Sixty thousand dollars could buy a lot of roast beef sandwiches. Yes, it could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Wrestling Observer reports that TNA offered former Knockouts champion Mickey James $60,000 per year to remain with the company. James turned down that offer and is now accepting independent bookings with an $1,800 price tag attached to them. Doing the quick math, I discovered that $60,000 divided by $1,800 is 33 and a third. So she's thinking 
she can go out and just do two, three shows a month and make right. the same money that TNA was offering. And if that's actually the case, good for her. Right. Because that's kind of a joke because TNA is going to have her working way more than 33. Yeah. You know, dates but, a, a year. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and I think that price is too high. I would never pay that much to, for her. No offense. I think she's the one of the greatest is, women wrestlers of all time. But eh. Is this what women wrestlers are making? I mean. I don't know. You know, I'm not in the financial, but I'm just seeing it. You know, 60000 I mean, that's a. I've you had can't background. just go make that. But if she's got any kind of degree, she could possibly go earn that and not have to break her ass. Right. Every day. You know. I have a background in promoting, uh, you know, I've worked with Titan Fighting Championships where, you know, we're putting on MMA fights once a month. And so I understand the what, you know, what you're getting in return for paying for a talent, and I would never pay that much. You're never going to get what was the fee? What was $1800? You're not going to get $1800 yeah, ticket draw, sales from right, her. Right. So I would never pay that much. What and about concessions sales, does that always go to the venue? No, that's a that's a contract, you know, stipulation. So you can, yeah, you could say, you know, hey, give me the venue for cheaper. You keep concession what do you or think, what do whatever. You think, merchandising? Are you getting anything out of merchandising out of that? Roast beef sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, RB shirts. Right, RB mm-hmm. shirts. You know, mm-hmm. I just I think that's. Uh, I think she needs seems to stay with the, TNA. Seems high. Yeah, eighteen hundred. But let's say she drops that down to even a thousand. She's still talking sixty dates a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now Which that's, is way less than what TNA is going to have her doing. Right, yeah. A thousand something people will probably pay for Mickey James to come in. Yeah. Now, a thousand, you're you're talking more in a ballpark for, for her type of talent, hoping that maybe she does an autograph session after the yeah. venue or something like that. Uh-huh. But I think the best move for her, take the 60, try to bounce that into something else with, I don't know. Ring of I, Honor, I, someone I'd else. I'd say take you know? the sixty and say I'm only going to do sixty dates for you. Yeah, or even maybe a little more. But say, but I also got to do independent bookings. Exactly. Maybe that's where it is. Maybe that's the the maybe they given. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Again, we don't know everything, but yeah, that's fun. It to just talk. seems like a big fee to to ask for Mickey James. Fun to talk shop on on roast beef. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An arm or a leg? An arm. CM Punk is reportedly back to working a full-time road schedule with WWE. Punk is rumored to be working with a left knee that is not fully healed, but with John Cena out with his arm injury and ratings dipping greatly, WWE desperately wants Punk back on the road full-time. But you don't need him in a match. Yeah, and you everyone, don't want to get him hurt too further. Right, and everyone is happy at a house show just to see the talent. Have him come in during an Axel Kofi match, go in, give him the GTS, mm-hmm. Have the music hit, yell well, he's best in the too. world. That's it. Now, if you're just doing that stuff with them at house shows, perfect. Perfect, yeah. Perfect. And that now, might be what they're doing. Yeah. Now, if you're having him ha- do a you know, five-star match with Daniel Bryan or Dolph Ziggler, whoa, calm down. Yeah, and I'm sure he's not – I mean, sure he's working the, the A circuit, as they yeah. call it. I mean, he's not going to Poughkeepsie, New York, to, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't even know. Poughkeepsie could be a huge town for all I know. I have no idea. I always hear of it being made fun of, but I've never been there. Yeah, he's not going to Intercourse, Pennsylvania. But, right. But we're going to take a break. Well, that, was, that was the news. That quick, was the news. Another, news. Yeah, another light week as far as news goes yeah. for uh, the wrestling business. But we'll come back. We'll get into it. We got Raw. We got SmackDown after that. We got Impact. We're going to have our next round of pay-per-view picks. My chance to get back over on you. Still up on 10. Yeah, that's all right, though. I'm going to make it up. Make ground. I'm going to take the lead on this one. 
But you're always winning when you're listening to the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. See what I did there? I did. Yeah. Mixed Martial Arts has found a home in Kansas City. Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tina. Tune in every Sunday night at 8 as they cover the cage with news, commentary, calls, and big name interviews. In the business of beatdown. He paused with the left and bang, right on the jaw. Fight show live with Ozone and Team Sunday nights at 8 on Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. Listening to the uh, Steve Austin show, listening to the Scott Hall interview, and they were talking a lot about Kurt Hennig because mm-hmm. they used to team up, used yep. to run the road together, and man, just got me thinking about Mr. Perfect. Yeah, he was a great one. Oh, man. One of my favorites of all time. Even at that age, like I said, when I first started liking him, a heel. Yeah. And just, I mean, when I think about it, I was like, he was just damn good. Yeah, he was, he amazing. was amazing. And he was also a really good manager. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, what he gets, he's just great at what he does. Right. He, you know, he gets forgot about a little bit. You know, he was with uh, Flair. Yeah. As, you know, he was with Triple H, too. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he, he did really, people, yeah. you know, he he did just, really yeah. well as the manager, too. He could just do all things really well. I always think of him uh, anytime on SportsCenter or ESPN or Fox Sports 1, whatever, when they mention Wade Boggs. Because I always think of the like best friends they were and that always just struck me as like wow really wade boggs wade boggs and yeah. mr perfect but hey you know that's hey. what they that's what they did well we got raw monday night raw monday night raw uh kicks off <clears throat> i don't even know where they were but cm punk's out first talk about paul Heyman right it back wasn't green bay yeah, it wasn't green bay <laughs> um punk's good on the mic as always right mm-hmm. um i don't um Talking about getting his revenge and everything. And Brad Maddox interrupts him to say getting revenge right now is not what's best for business. And that's who again? Who was it that the, interrupted The Maddox. There you go. Uh, Punk says he's looking for an outlet for his aggression. Well, this cues, three ain't enough. Man, I need five. Mm-hmm. Big E Langston. Yeah? He comes out and I mean, and he stalk into the ring. I mean, just with a purpose. Yeah. Just looking. Just mean. Mean. And kind of out of place. I'm kind of like, what is he doing here? But he walked with a purpose to yeah. where, like, well, okay. Oh, yeah. And he Maybe. steps right up to him. He says, if you want aggression, I'm your man. And just attacks Punk. Mm-hmm. Right? And Maddox calls for a referee as we go to commercial. Yep. It was a good match. It was good to see Langston Well, this is a good use seen. of Langston. Yeah. This is a good use. Just walk around like, oh. Oh, you, oh, think, you think you're tough? Yeah. You haven't met me, have you? And that's where, you know, I understand with the pro wrestling traditional good guy bad guy but i i miss the days of a no i'm just better than you right and so he does this to punk and let's say next week he does it to damian sandow and then the next week he does it to fandango and then he does it to miz he's just beating people up because beat him up i'm bigger than you i'm stronger than you because i'm big fucking e yeah exactly you know so that's where i think he would be used best for right now but it was good to see him get a, a match with a top guy yeah yeah, they had a good match. I mean, and Punk was selling well to his power move set. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you do. Uh, Punk had his big comeback, and he gets him up for the GTS. and the bed. 
And so your winner? Yeah, CM you know, Punk. like like I said, it was good to see him in there with an A list guy. Uh, he didn't he didn't look lost. He didn't do anything too stupid. I didn't see any real botches as far as you know from an outsider technical standpoint. Yeah, no. Uh, Wonder if this was like a, a little test trial. Yeah, like, oh, let's see if he can go up with some yeah with some workers. Right. Yeah. Well, after that, we get Fandango out with Summer Rae. Eyes wearing a pink Susan G. Komen shirt. And this, you know, they have the pink rope, pink stuff throughout the arena. It's October now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's breast cancer. And awareness I get it, month. and mm-hmm. I totally get it. But heels, I don't know. Like later on, you know, when we see Randy Orton, he has a black shirt, but it's outlined. His viper is outlined in pink, and I'm like, no. Yeah, it shows you you care. Yeah, You're no, right. you don't care. Yeah. It's different if when you're doing your appearances before the show. Yeah. Hey, you know, here it you're is. doing your signings, you're doing your stuff, mm-hmm. your walk arounds, your meet and greets around here. Now I'm not too mad about it with Fondango because he's not a ruthless right. viper. Like right. Randy the, Orton's the be- I'm in it for myself thing. Right. Randy right. Orton's beating up Miz in front of his parents. Yeah. And you're wearing pink because you care now about titties. Now you care about, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so, I know you care about titties. Right. But, right. But for this, I was okay with it. Later on, though, with Randy Orton, yeah. I didn't like it. Anyhow, well, go ahead. Well, his opponent, Kofi, comes out also wearing a pink shirt. And that makes sense. It's Kofi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, standard match. Heels beating him up. Kofi gets to come back. Hits Trouble in Paradise for the pin. Kofi Kingston wins via pinfall. You know, we, uh, we've said this, it seems like, week in and week out with uh, Fandango. Ever since Chris Jericho, name a feud he's had. Miz for a week? Yeah, they're... they're what spinning, are they doing with him? their wheels on him, yeah. They're going to ruin him. He's going to be tons of funk. Somebody else they're not using as effectively as I'd like, the Wyatt Family Music Hits. Yeah, I think, though, with them, it's a stall tactic because maybe something with Kane, maybe, you know, shooting had to go two weeks longer, something to See, that well, effect. So here's something, though, that... So he comes out, and they, they're on the top of the stage, and he sits in his rocking chair, and he says he's wondering if his nightmare would ever end. He said he speaks when he was younger. He's wondering if his nightmare would ever end, and he would always ask, why me? He said he now realizes what he must do, and he says one by one, they all must fall. And then we go to commercial, and we don't fucking hear from him for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. I would like, have. So what, like, yeah, why don't you at least go in and beat up Kofi? I mean, do something. Right. I would have. You know, I did like it originally. Like, oh, they didn't beat him up. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, you're not just doing your typical. But do thing. that in the back. Like, why'd you come out to the I right? I wish though they would have used him later. Maybe go into you know later on. Uh, there was an R Truth Curtis Axel right, and R Truth picked up the win. Do it again there. Yeah, you know something that would have been. I cool. thought maybe they're going to focus on one of these guys, and they're going to mm-hmm. do something. Maybe this is how Car- uh, uh, Johnny Curtis gets out of the. Yeah. The Fandango gimmick. That would be amazing. And so hopefully this leads to something else. But as far as for this night, it was kind of adult. It was a first miss, I feel like, the Wyatt family had. Yeah. Well, after that, we get the Bellas. They're in the back talking. And uh, Randy Orton interrupts. And he asks when the big day is for Bree and Daniel, which I don't know if we've addressed it because we missed last show, but Mm -hmm. they are engaged to be married, Bree Bella and and In real life, but who knows? Maybe not. Maybe that's a work. Uh, that's it's pro true. wrestling. That's true. That's true. Well, he says uh, she should schedule it early because if it's after Battleground, then her groom may not make it down the aisle because he won't be able to walk. And I thought that was cool, although as we go on into this episode, don't force a heel or a, a baby face turn with the Bellas. They're good as heels. Yeah. Make it They're interesting. They're the best as a heel. But uh, 
make it interesting. Have the top baby face with a top heel diva. You know, what's with your girlfriend or what's with your wife? I don't know, man. She's just a bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Make it interesting. Don't go, oh, now they both have to be babyface or they both have to be heel. Or well, it leaves the door open, too, to maybe do a Daniel Bryan heel turn if you want down the road. You know, if he's got a heel right. girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, it makes it interesting. Yeah. But anyhow, it was what it is what it was. Yeah. It's just setting up the... Randy Orton's of Iber. Well, so uh, we get Renee Young interviewing Paul Heyman, which is always a good segment. He trashes her as usual. And here's the thing I noticed, too. Renee Young got a lot of TV time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they've been using her a lot. Good. Uh, She did some NXT announcing. Yeah. Even, yeah. They're they're putting her to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says he has something planned for tonight, and if Punk wants to do something about it, just let him try, he says. Mm -hmm. Ah. We'll get into that later, what he has. Right. And Um, I I like (laughs) Heyman. Heyman does really well with Renee Young. It's it's a, it's a good, yeah. you know, who are you? Yeah. You know, get away from me. It's like one of the rare people Paul Heyman can bully and get away with it and not have to worry about getting beat up Any or anything. Back, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good. I like when those two are on the camera together. Well, we come back from a break, and Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal get the jobber entrance. They're in the ring already. And then we get Fernando and Diego. You know who those guys are? Yes, I do. Los Matadores. <laughs> Uh, they have a midget dressed in a bubble costume. El Torito. And this guy is bouncing all over the place. I mean, running full steam ahead, jumping over the ropes, doing, I mean, all kinds of stuff. This is clearly a kid gimmick now. And I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I yeah. hate it. Oh, the crowd seemed it. very unimpressed. Yes. They were just like, two they were sitting re- on their hands. They yeah. didn't care. Two reasons why I hate it. One, you're putting over the bull guy. Whatever yeah. this guy is, yeah, he's getting over more than than, than the tag El Torito. So who cares who? The little bull. Yeah, who cares who Fernando and Diego are? It could be, you know, Anthony and Jesus. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus and Jose. Yeah, Jesus and Jose. Whatever. And now, here, I can tell you, here's my Nostradamus for this character, the little bull guy. Here's how it goes. Little bull guy, yada, 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 gets beat up one week by the top heel. Hopefully it's Randy Orton. That would make sense. Then down the road, we unmask him. Oh, his name is Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Then he has a feud with uh, Hornswoggle. Loser has to leave town. He'll probably leave. There he is. And it's it's a footnote in the crappy side of pro wrestling history. Yeah. I never seen, and, and, and Fernando and Diego go away. Seeing these vignettes, we knew this wasn't going to be great. But I never, envisioned, I never envisioned a midget in a bull costume. For God's sakes, I was like, oh, but when I saw it, I said, "Oh, of course." How could I not have guessed? <laughs> like, how did we not see this coming? Yes, yes. Oh, just it sucks. It now it makes sucks. sense. I was like, why would they repackage these guys as bullfighters? Because they want to bring out a little damn bull. Right. This is for the kiddos. The coolest thing that they could do, at least for us. Now, maybe the little bull guy gets over with the kids. Yeah. And that maybe that's not for me. Here's the thing. The coolest thing that can happen for this tag team and him is a top heel does something insane to hurt the little bull guy. I think here, I think actually the coolest thing that could happen from this was actually an email we discussed in the show earlier, like a couple of weeks back, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they do get over with the kid crowd, and they are the fun-loving kid thing, which frees up tons of funk to move on. 
Now that would be great. Now that would be great. But I feel like I feel like they'll probably end up being friends. Hey, Los Matadors and tons of funk. Now we're gonna do a dance, and then you get the little midget going around and the whole thing and the funkadactyls and all this stupid ass shit. They should change their name to the Fuckadactyls. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just become sluts. Yeah, that'd Just, be <laughs> yeah, that'll go over real well in a PG. Mm-hmm. Well, we get the Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal versus the Los Matadores. Now, I mean, give them credit. They've bought in. They they have moves that mimic, you know, bullfighters. Yeah. Now, I mean, here's the thing. Work. I mean, it's it's primo and epico. They know what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Fernando and Diego, which is what yeah. I'll call them from now on, Yeah. Uh, in the ring was great. Yeah. And I like their finisher. You know, Did it was, they give it a name? I don't know. They like kind of both grabbed the dagger or whatever. And like threw it down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's whatever. They, they probably call that something in bullfighting when you actually yeah. stab the bull. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, who knows? I'm sure there's a masturbation euphemism in there somewhere, too. But <laughs> we. <laughs> and after that, we get Triple H and Stephanie. They come out and they invite the Rhodes family to the ring. Cody, Dustin, Dusty. True. Now, here's the little thing that I found interesting. And it was it was before even that happened. They introduce Stephanie and Triple H. Right. Stephanie as the owner of the WWE. That made my eyebrow. I have yeah. a unibrow for yeah, those they, who don't they, know. Yeah. I, it made my eyebrow raise. And then the COO Triple H. And so, man, for your birthday, I should buy you some tweezers and pluck that damn thing. I've been out asking of there. for years. You know, somebody. For God's sakes. That's, a that's listener. not a unibrow. It's a brow stash. Yeah, what yeah. That <laughs> that's what it is. Someone send me some fucking tweezers, please. It's a forehead mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, anyhow, I found that the most interesting, that they introduced Stephanie as the owner, which yeah. foreshadows to me something with Vince. Sure, yeah. So, to me, and the Rhodes thing is the most interesting aspect of stephanie and triple h to me i'm kind of mm-hmm. done with the daniel bryan oh, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is the most interesting but i really didn't pay attention because all i was thinking about was the foreshadowing of calling stephanie the owner yes it could yeah. be nothing but i thought it was something well this was i mean it, so they trade some crap back and forth but what happens here is they make a match for battleground of reigns and rollins versus goldust and cody the stipulation in here is if the Rhodes win, then Cody gets his job back, and Goldust will get a new job. Mm-hmm. And if they lose, all three of them are going to lose their job because yeah. they commented on how Dusty works in NXT, which they didn't call it that. Right? They yeah, they just said he goes. He he's the head of developmental uh, right. contracts, things like that. Uh, it was really cool. I really liked when Dusty Rhodes palm faced Stephanie yeah. and was Muster. like, yeah. "Yeah, like get out of here." I mean, he didn't actually physically touch her, but mm-hmm. he was like, "Get out of here." I liked his. Ad lib with Triple H when he's like, Triple H called him an old man. He's like, oh, man, I'll be your – and then I love his accent. I can't do it. It's like, that's the road. That's you know? the road. And yeah. he's like, I'll be your huckabuddy all yeah, night. Yeah. You know, it's just – it's so great. I just like that aspect. I, although, yeah. Dusty Rhodes will be in the corner of Cody and, and Goldust, you know. His forehead, they need to put a hat on him or something because his forehead looks like ground beef. And it, <laughs> it, it almost becomes distracting. It's You're like, I'm not like even D-bonds listening. Now. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, so as they're leaving, Cody and Goldust get attacked by the Shield. You've got to have a Shield beatdown in if, you know, every other mm-hmm. segment. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, we get R Truth versus Curtis Axel. Now, uh, this goes back and forth uh, for a while, but eventually CM Punk's music hits and CM Punk doesn't come out. So Axel's looking around. Where's Punk? Where's Punk? Where's Punk? Truth hits him with the what's up for the pin. 
our truth gets over on Curtis Axel. Yeah, that was cool. And then he later asked for a yeah, title Axel's match. Axel's still the champ, right? Yeah, yeah. Later so, on in a backstage segment, he asked uh, he our uh, truth that is ask uh, Brad Maddox for a title match. He he doesn't get really get an answer. He says I'll have to think about it. Anyhow, uh, my favorite part of the match was uh, um. My favorite part of the match was Paul Heyman, excuse me, was Paul Heyman and his reaction to like, oh, you got one over on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me. Yeah. You know, and it was cool to like see the acknowledgement of the real rivalry isn't Axel. The real rivalry isn't Brock Lesnar. The real rivalry isn't uh, Ryback. Ryback. It's Heyman and Punk. And so for Heyman, even though his guy lost, not to really get upset, just to say, uh-huh. Score one for you. Yeah, yeah. It was good good on yeah. that aspect. You may have won this battle. Right. Yeah. Well, we need to take a break, and we're going to come back. Yeah, self-high five. Self-high five for you on your birthday there, man. Yeah. There it is. So uh, we'll come back, and we'll finish up Raw. We're going to get into the Divas match when we come back. Your favorite part of Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's all after the break on the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. Trending Topics Network. What's up? It is Heavy Set, and I'm here to tell you about Kayfabe Sports Radio, the home of the Ohio Indie Report and NFL Easy Picks. On the Ohio Indie Report, I break down what's going on in the Cleveland scene of independent wrestling from AIW to Prime Wrestling and some of the little organizations in between that I can attend. And if you also like NFL football, be sure to check out NFL Easy Picks hosted by myself and my good friend Joe Bennett as we break down and talk about what is going on in football and we make our picks on the coming week's games. And all this can be found at www.kfabesports.com. You can also find us on iTunes by searching Kfabe Sports Radio. And while you're at kfabesports.com, be sure to check out the links for Kfabe Sports Radio, Ohio Indie Report, and NFL Easy Picks on Facebook and Twitter. So for now, be sure to check out the Ohio Indie Report and NFL Easy Picks on Kfabe Sports Radio, where it's all a work. You think you know me. And that intro was so perfect for, it's got that hook at the beginning, mm-hmm. and it goes, and then kicks off that second part of this, and then, then he comes out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really great for that building yeah. the anticipation. Mm-hmm. And then the crowd would go wild, and he's amped up. Yeah, yeah man. Edge was the, a- yeah, that was a great uh, entrance music for like the big ones, too. Like WrestleMania, when yes. he had his match with Undertaker. Things All like that. smoke and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a great one. So, when we last left you, we were talking Raw. And as promised, we're going to get into your favorite part. We had Alicia Fox versus Brie Bella. Now, you have one half of the participants of the greatest match ever wrestled in history <laughs> in Alicia Fox. So this can't be that bad. Right? I don't see how you're going to how you're going to shit on uh, this. Well, here, I'll give you this. I was impressed by Alicia Fox and her move set. She had some very innovative moves yeah. that caught my eye. And you know, made me look, not, not want to change wrestler. it. Yeah. Oh, she's a yeah, very no, good yeah. wrestler. Her her problem, like mu- much of uh, the characters in WWE that aren't over yet, is it's a stale, 
old character. Oh, she's a stereotypical black girl who has attitude and walks sassy. Wasn't she wearing furries for a little while? Yeah, no, whatever. (laughs) Like, I get it. You have an attitude. But she is a good wrestler. Here's the problem I had with the match. They're force-feeding a we're baby faces now oh, for the Bellas. Yeah. Bellas and Nikki is in the uh, is on the outside, you know, trying to do the clap. And everyone's like, "No, yeah, you're you weren't you just you're a heel? A yeah. heel. Yeah. yeah." So that was another uh, just failed attempt at trying to turn. Now, yeah, they, eventually, there's no, there was no turn there. They just expected to all of a sudden be there and not show. One of the, the girls turn. is getting married, so now we're good. Yeah, now everybody loves them all of a sudden. No, yeah, no, I don't, I don't like it when a bitch gets married. Right, you know, yeah. I feel sorry for the dude. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, in a couple weeks, eventually, I bet you they get the clap going, yada, yada, yada. But it was just force-fed, and I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Brie got the win. Face buster, which is a nice move. I like it, but. Very good for a diva. You yeah. know what I mean? Safe for both of them, and it's easy to do. Yeah. After that, we get Curtis Axel in the back. He's pacing back and forth, and Heyman's there. He's telling him to calm down. Ryback tells him to not worry after what we did to Punk last week. You know, uh, Heyman tells Ryback to leave for a minute, and Heyman uh, he's he's watching Ryback leave with dreamy eyes, and he tells Axel he's going to propose to Ryback tonight. Is what he tells him, and then yes. we leave. Right? Just leave that cliffhanger. Give it to the going. What? Mm-hmm. You're going to do what? Yeah. After that, we get Big Show. He's being interviewed backstage and says he can't take how he's being treated anymore, and he's going to find Triple H and knock him out. Horrible acting by Big Show. Yes. It went into a – it started off as a, I can't take it anymore. I had to knock out an idol of mine. He, he pointed out to the fact that Dusty Rhodes was someone he idolized. He had to knock him out. Now he can't face him yeah. anymore. It was really good. It was getting good. And then he got the big eyes and the crazy talk and the he walking like a robot and da 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 <laughs> and it was stupid. He like well, Big Show in this form of his character is like ninety percent there, and then the final ten percent where he's crying and he's a robot with big eyes and la 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 la. It's horrible and it ruins it for me at least. And so he, he he's just missing it just by this much, and so. Yeah, he walks off like a robot with his hand in a fist, which his hand yeah. is ginormous. Jesus oh, of Christ. Of course. It's, it's, yeah, it's but, ridiculously big. You know, he's walking. Burp, 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 he, well, he storms into Maddox, the Maddox. He storms into the Maddox den, <laughs> and he, he holds him up against a wall demanding to know where Triple H is, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the problem I have with this again. Did you see him again for the rest of the night? Who's that? Big Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see him a couple times. After yeah, this. But, I mean, like, you never see the interaction. You never find Triple H. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, because of how it ends with Stephanie. Yeah. Stephanie kind of was like, hey, I got you. And it was kind of a backhanded, you're you're done for the night kind of right. thing. And that's when, uh, so the cops come, you know, and... Uh, and, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. all Maybe that. I'm just forgetting this part. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, it was kind of... Un- it just feels like, build up and you're like, yeah! And, and then, then it's nothing. like... Uh, right. Uh, no. And here's the thing again. And it I'm, just felt like a waste of a segment to me. Well, that one was yes, and the whole thing was a waste because of what I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a phrase for this, but I'm gonna call it for right now the ninety ten ninety percent of it was great. He's pacing back and forth in Triple H's locker room or office, whatever it is. You know, he's waiting for him. He's throwing things around because he's pissed. And then the cops come later on, and we'll just tell it to you now the cops come because he's harassing uh wwe uh, wwe 
employee, Stephanie vouched for him, but is like insulting him, says that, you know, lately Big Show can't measure up at home. Right. And so then they leave and he's pissed because he kind of understands like Stephanie did this for me. You know, it's my way of getting out of jail, but I still can't do anything. Sits there. And then he gets like a robot again in his big eye. And he knocks out or punches, I guess, punches the Triple H DVD cover. <laughs> and and the, it, it falls and there's a <laughs> yeah. hole behind the wall. Man, that's the 10% that sucks. Yeah, yeah. And so, whatever. Yeah, the whole Big Show thing's been... Not good. Uh, it's been interesting for ninety percent of what they're writing. And it's the, the 10%. potential's there, exactly, it's and that's, so there to be great. And that's why you keep watching. Like every time, you know, like, well, it could be cool, and then you leave with a sour taste in your yeah. mouth. Well, speaking of that, we get a Zack Ryder versus Alberto Del Rio match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you think about it, you're like, man, this could be good. And I mean, the match is fine. Yeah, it's you not know, bad. I mean, they're they're both good workers, and Zack Ryder's looking jacked up more. He's putting on some beef, mm-hmm. right? Getting the man. The man, he's the getting man. on that WWE diet. Yeah, he's getting on the. Yeah, he's putting mm-hmm. something in his buttocks. Mm-hmm. Um, ADR eventually gets to cross on. And it breaker. ain't Darren Young. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you don't know that. <laughs> it gets, ADR slaps on the cross arm breaker for the victory, and uh, so ADR gets the win via submission. Pretty straightforward. It's just yeah. a match. Yeah, it's just a match yeah. to say, hey, Alberto Del Rio, he's still the champ. Still the champion. In case you forgot that belt existed. Uh, we get, uh, almost said Hyman, we get Heyman and Ryback in the ring now. Uh, they talk a little bit, Ryback says he hates bullies and, you know. Yeah. Heyman's it, thanking him for saving his life. Right. And, and it's all kind of still, you yeah, know, good. standard. Right. Just good. Standard whatever. heel stuff. Right. Talking smack. And here is the segment of the night, in my opinion. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, oh, no, you can. Well, I was going to say, so then... <laughs> Paul Heyman looks to Ryback and he's like, you know, it's 2013. There's so many progressive movements going on, insinuating the homosexual, yeah, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh, marriage, yeah, things course. like that. And then, you know, he just gives him all these pseudo gay comments, compliments, mm-hmm. you know, and then he gets on one knee. He says, well, because he told him, he said, uh, uh, he wanted to make an honest man out of him. Right. He's talking about commitments. Right, yeah. He wanted to make commitments. Right. Said he wants to make and an this was really man. hard. I had to talk to yeah. my kids yeah, about yeah. it. Because <laughs> you know? of the sacrifice it I was, was going to have to make. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets on his knee. And the crowd even chants, get a room. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. buying into oh, it. He takes Ryback by the hand and yeah. gets on one knee. Yeah. And Ryback's like kind of grinning yeah. and like, what the hell Well, Ryback's like kind of like, he's kind of looking at like, where, where are you going with this? Right. But he's not like. Acting too weird. He's not like, yeah. Acting like, what are you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, Paul, you seem like you're going to be asking me something that you, I don't want to say yeah, yes to. Right, that. yeah. Now, and so he gets on one knee and then he goes, Will you be a Paul Heyman guy? Yeah. <laughs> and that's great. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing I found interesting after I watched it again. Uh, we don't get an answer from Ryback. Hmm. Punk's music hits before he can answer. Yeah, but there was time to answer. It was time. There was time because it didn't happen right as he asked it. Right, yeah. Punk's music hits. He comes from the crowd. And initially, I thought this was legit. He falls. Lands on his knee wrong. Lands on his knee wrong. Sells it amazing. Yeah, like immediately holding it, rolling on the floor. And the announcers played it well because they didn't really talk. The one part where Heyman messed up a little bit is he looks to Ryback and he just mumbles his words. He doesn't say anything. He's yeah, just he just like, moves bah, his bah, lips bah, bah, like bah, bah, he's bah. talking to right. him. Right. Doesn't say anything, though. 
Uh, Heyman, though, to check because it's trying to sell it as real, gets closer. Uh, Punk pushes the, the doctor away, grabs a kendo stick, hits him in the ankle. Ryback comes. He hits him over the head, then jumps in the ring. Axel runs down, He's obviously. He's bouncing around on his legs. Yeah, Clearly yeah. wasn't hurt. Yeah. yeah, hits Axel, hits Ryback, and then, ah, I got you. And yeah. so it's one, you know, score one for Punk because the previous well, week. score two now. Yeah, score yeah. two and one week, but the previous week was Paul Heyman's because his scooter got stuck, and then he Punk ran after him, but it was a trap. So this was a trap for Punk. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Score yeah. one for Punk. So, yeah, we'll move it on to that. I mean, I think this feud's got to end at Battleground. I think he has to win. You'll get my pick later. Of course. But uh, I think Punk has to win for this to yeah. even make sense. Well, we get the Usos and Dolph Ziggler versus The Shield. And uh, it was a good match, right? I mean, yeah, the great six of them. Expected, yeah. yeah, the six of them are always good. Um, eventually, Dolph, he's kind of clearing house, but uh, turns around to a big spear by Reigns. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, that's almost your s- signature finish for the Shield. Yo, it's yeah, chaos, chaos, chaos. Roman Reigns, big spear. Yeah, whoa, numbers, numbers game gets to you. right. Whoa, and then the pin. Yeah. Uh, so the Shield win that one. Now we get the the final segment here. We get Orton and Brian for a big smack talk session in the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about how the title had been vacated and and uh, you know he was glad. Randy Orton says he's glad he did that because now it gave me the the desire I need to be the the Viper again. And you know Brian says, "Well, I didn't need anybody to give me encouragement to win the title." And yada and yada. This this was really good the first time around when Brian was doing this with Cena. Right. Because it felt genuine. Real. Yeah. Now it just feels like this is the only kind of promo Daniel yeah. Bryan can cut with the other guy there. Yeah. Is, I am a wrestler. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm a wrestler. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're stretching this out too long. And where does it go from here now? Right. Yeah. I, I think they might have gone a little too long on this one. But. Uh, Orton says he's you know he's been on a roll lately. Talking about Daniel Bryan, he says you're lucky enough to land a Bella, mm. and he says, man, something must be wrong with her to be with a farm animal instead <laughs> of you know the genetically superior Randy Orton, mm-hmm. uh, and that causes the fight. You know, what I mean, that's it, I'm done. The cool thing I thought about this was is that Orton beats the hell out of him and really doesn't cheat. What happens is he reverses uh, an Irish whip into the uh, into the stairs. Yeah. And then just beats his ass. Yeah, from they've there. been booking Orton strong. Yeah, as a heel, like he's not doing too many heel tactics. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not... doing heel tactics, but like he's getting over clean. Yeah, the, the heel tactics he's doing is like running the guy's head into the right st- uh, yeah. into the guardrail or you know right. whatever. He's it not is. like using brass knocks to. Yeah, which is something or, they haven't used in a while. Yeah, or a thumb to the eye. Yeah, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah, no, he's he's legitimately winning a bunch of these mm-hmm. things. Well, they're fighting, and Orton eventually gets control, as you said. You know, throwing him around, and uh, Brie Bella comes out maniacal to try to. But she's, you know, staying away or lest Orton. Yeah, you know, do. she's just yelling, stop. They're bad actors. Oh, yeah. They're horrible actors. Yeah. And Especially she's just, since they're actresses. Yeah. And she's, <laughs> stop. Yeah, yeah. No. Please. Yeah. Don't. Don't. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. And the cool part was you got to see a, a, an announce table get shattered it was yeah, unfortunately the, not a spanish announce table the wrong table the wrong table but it was cool to finally see a table get broke it feels like it hasn't been happening lately yeah, no at well, least that was orton. orton put uh yeah rko'd him through it yes yeah, yeah. yeah it was pretty cool so uh you got orton going back to his viper like uh tactics and you got the lovable loser daniel bryan 
still saying, I'm the best wrestler. <laughs> and now he gets his wife or whatever she is. Yeah, I'm the best wrestler in an entertainment company. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Zing. So that was Raw in a nutshell, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. You know, standard standard episode. Got the uh, got the storylines to progress to this kind of forgettable pay-per-view. Yeah, this pay-per-view. I mean, it could be amazing pay-per-view, but uh, it's not a lot of build-up. It's like we're just getting a lot of the same stuff we got mm-hmm. from SummerSlam. But, yep. But we're going to get you something new when we come back. We're going to talk about SmackDown. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll do that when we come back from break on the Spanish Announce Table, TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Yesterday's too long ago. Don't agree with what I know. 102.5 The Fan. The biggest name in KC Sports Radio, Jim Rome. Give it a shot. You want something radical? Try that. Jim Rome is Sports Radio. Weekdays 11 till 2 on FM Sports Radio 102.5 The Fan. <laughs> Something we don't have a lot of right now. Yeah. Money. That whole radio thing again. It's such a fun job. You get to meet so many cool people. But when you see that paycheck, Uh, your heart breaks every single time. Yeah. Yeah, that's... (sighs) Well, let's just end the show now then. Yep. Um, Good night. Turn the lights off. (laughs) Unless any of you Spanish announced tableians out there want to donate some money to us we'll be willing to do that we'll set up a paypal account let people tip us if they want god that would be eh? amazing think, please think anybody gives money at least a dollar i mean they were giving us emails you know a dollar and an email that's all yeah. we're asking yeah a dollar and an email we'll read your email for on the dollar. air for a dollar <laughs> yeah god you have that's a great yeah. birthday idea yeah, man yeah. that's a great Hey, it's T-Mac's birthday. Yeah, give me a dollar. Give him a dollar. Jesus. You cheap I'm working bastards. on my birthday. We are working hard bringing you outstanding wrestling radio. The best you have ever heard the, as far as you know. Yes. <laughs> if we told you that, yeah. that's what it is. Yes. And you're just not, you're not even going to give us a dollar. Assholes. And there's two of us. Yeah. Two dollars. Two dollars. Smackdown. Yeah, I don't want 50 cents. I want a dollar. Yeah, you got to have a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Um. 50 cents. So, we got SmackDown, eh? Yes, let's get to it. Uh, kick off with Triple H, and uh, you got a pop. Yeah. Crowd was in Triple H. So, that tells me one of two things. Either one, it's kind of a smart-ass crowd where we're going to cheer for whoever we want, screw you, or it's a dumb crowd, and it's like, no, wait a minute, Triple hey, H. Triple H. Triple yeah. H isn't good anymore? Uh, I haven't watched it in six months, you know. But with that many people, I'm going to say it was a smart-ass crowd. Yeah, eventually we find out later, I mean, it was a smart-ass crowd. But uh, he talks about the burden of having to do what's best for business and receiving so much criticism for it. And and uh, he's talking about the how you know, people, you know, they blame us for their failures and we get the Miz music, mm-hmm. speaking of. <laughs> uh, and he asks if he really thinks you've been fair and impartial. Triple H says Miz is one of the many superstars who fails on an opportunity and then blames someone else for that failure. And they show some highlights of Miz getting screwed over lately by Trips and Steph by way of Randy Orton and the Big Show. Uh, but Triple H ends it, he says he's going to give Miz another opportunity tonight to take on Randy Orton. So we're going to get that match. Yeah. yeah, and that's good Yeah, because it gives a good, solid match between two names on the B Show. Yeah, so. yeah, that's good. After that, we get to R-Truth versus ADR, Alberto Del Rio, non-title match. 
Uh, R-Truth laying down some offense until ADR manages to sneak in at one of those vicious just kicks to the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, like, and I wonder, just smacks people with a boot. And I wonder because maybe I would be frustrated if I was Del Rio. Yeah. I wonder if he's starting to kick people, like, legit. Like, you know what? I'm kicking people now. And maybe that'll turn so into a storyline. Part of that's got to be somewhat stiff. Yeah. You can't pull that move off. I mean, now he might be making a sound, mm-hmm. slapping something to, to give part of that sound. But you've got to connect. Mm-hmm. And you can't connect softly. And he's probably pissed that he's being used as a just a whatever. Yeah. That's what I call him, just a whatever. Because they're winning, but it's whatever. Yeah. And I bet you he's kicking them hard. Well, we get, uh, well, speaking of stiff, we get ADR. He puts the cross arm breaker on truth after the match, but to the rescue are RVD and Ricardo. And uh, Ricardo gives RVD the chair and he does the skateboard, you mm-hmm. know, beats him up. And uh, in the back, we see Triple H and Vicky Guerrero watching this, and they decide that the ADR versus RVD match at Battleground should be a Battleground Hardcore Rules match. So that's. Amp that up a little bit. It's got me a little more interested in it. Yeah, right? because honestly, if you take away that, that's something I really it's don't fast care about. Forward. Yeah, that's yeah. a yeah, that's a DVR fast forward. Yeah. Now I don't know much about ADR's Mexican career, but I don't know if he worked hardcore at all. I would before. think so, just for the simple fact that do they do that in Mexico? I don't know. Yeah, like what they're, yeah, I, they yeah. get a, they get a little crazy. Remember La Parca? That's who I always think of as far as yes, the hardcore yes, Mexican wrestler. Chair, yeah, 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 that's who I always think of as the Mexican hardcore wrestler. He's kind of like the Terry Funk mm. over in Mexico. I feel, and uh, yeah, so I imagine Del Rio would work a couple hardcore matches like that. And I mean, in match. He's good. Mm-hmm. So and he oh, seems yeah. to know the psychology. If so this you, should be good. If you, here's the thing. If you don't know Del Rio and you just watch him, you go, that guy's good. Yeah. Now, if you watch it's it the character week in and week out like us, you go, okay, I've seen this for two years. Yeah. If yeah. not more, yeah. Yeah. Well, we get the primetime players. They're walking in the back and they come across two guys that are working in the back. Mm-hmm. And they show these guys the millions of dollars dance and they say, now you do it. And these two scrawny white guys are just screwing it up. They're not yeah. even saying it right. Right. They're like, lots of money, lots of something. And they're not like in sync on their dance. I and mean, they just look pathetic. And Titus O'Neil blows his whistle and throws the penalty flag, which I wish he would do more often. Yeah. He could be one of those gimmick characters for a while where he's not even on screen at the moment. Somebody says something and you just hear the whistle and the flag comes yeah. in and he's like, personal foul. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. does something and then runs he's out. He's so funny. Yeah. And it's genuine with him. It's not like he's being... At least it's I not don't know. Forced, right. Yeah, it's yeah. not forced, and I don't think it's being written for him. Yeah, no. That he could almost remember when Big Show was doing his uh, gimmick infringement, where he was dressing up like Hogan and doing all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. He not not to that effect, but he could do the funny stuff, yeah. but still be a monster. Kind I like of thing. this. Like, it just if somebody's doing something stupid or weird, just right. randomly he comes in, whistles and throws yeah. the thing, and says some penalty. You know, like. Intentional whatever, you yeah. know, it just says something like intentional douchebaggery or something and you just could, runs out and then there's left standing there like, what the? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, you know what? It, it reminds me of where it could really work. It could be a new wrinkle in what Ron Simmons was doing with the dam. Right. This is what you I'm know? saying. Yeah, that same kind of thing where he's not there. You're not thinking about yeah. Titus O'Neil yeah. anywhere. Somebody says or does something. And there he and is. And here comes the whistle yeah. and the flag. Yeah. And then he's there like. Yeah. You know, and he gives the standard thing, and then maybe even, like, challenges him to a match or right. something yeah. for it. Yeah, you know, Fandango does something stupid with Foot Locker P- again. Penalty of a match with me. You yeah, know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it was be- really good. Unfortunately, I always hate the stereotype, hey, hey, black guys, you're cooler than the scrawny white guys, aren't you? All the time. <laughs> yeah. We get it. Well, those guys... <laughs> But you get they what I'm saying. They were cooler than those guys. I know, but yeah, you get what but, I'm saying. Yeah, it's those always, guys were plants. Oh, I know. It's always that. Look, I play a lot of basketball. I so get, do I. I get 
I get picked I get last the, yes, all yes, the time. Yeah, I get the yeah. Well, we get uh, Zeb Coulter and the Real Americans. They're standing in the ring and they start to do the We the People thing, but Zeb stops it and he says, "No, the only people here that are allowed to say this with us are Real Americans." And he goes on a little tirade. And that's good. And I like that because then, you know, it stops the the babyface movement. I always think of The Rock when he was in uh, Canada and he starts to do the. If you smell and the whole crowd does, he goes, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys were the first to boo me. You don't get to do this anymore. Right. So the, you know, hey, you booed us. No, no, you don't get to say the fun words with us. You know, well, only yeah. we are doing it. Well, we get Real Americans versus PTP. And uh, this is back and forth, you know, as, as a standard, as you would expect. But Darren Young, uh, he's kind of controlling. He's clearing house a little bit. And, but he doesn't see Cesaro tagging Swagger. And he starts to pin Cesaro. Swagger sneaks in and slaps on the Patriot lock when he wasn't looking, you know, and pin and Darren taps. So we get the real Americans win via submission. And I love this rivalry. I do. I really, I shouldn't say love. I don't love it. It's not one of my go-to yeah, things right. to watch in, uh, in pro wrestling right now. However, I do like this. I just, this is one of the rare times where I feel like the belts would amplify this yeah have have the real americans have it for let's say three months yeah then have prime time have it for four months the the problem is you got to get off the shield exactly and you're let either of these two guys go over on the right shield. so something they could if somebody else that's going against the shield in a different capacity like a daniel bryan mm-hmm. or dolph ziggler yeah, yeah, yeah. comes out and costs them right. the titles that because then this rivalry might get down a little bit later in the card, might get an actual featured match in a pay-per-view. Because they do good matches. They have good matches. All their all their stuff has been no, exceptional. There's a reason they let them keep working together. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in the Usos every so often, you got some real tag team. Yeah. Of course, they would break them all up and have to have the singles, but whatever. Yeah. Well, then we get Bray Wyatt and his opening hits. Now, I think you've talked about this before, but they have him light the lantern. Yes. He blows it out. And then it's back again. And he comes out and it's on. All right. So why'd you blow it out? Why'd you blow it out? And when'd you relight it again? Yeah. Because it took you a long time to light it the first time. Mm-hmm. Pretty quick that second time. But it came out a lot quicker than right. that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's a that's a hiccup in the character. I kind of, I I excuse it just because I have such a, a fascination with I this just, character. I just think, just don't blow it out. Right. We're here. Dum, da, dum, yeah. dum, dum, I mean, dum. that's what creates the darkness all of a sudden, I guess. Right. And then but, they're the light, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, because then you'd have to see them walk off camera mm-hmm. to come out, I guess. I don't know. Anyhow, yes. Or just end it with, we're here, don't blow it out, but hit that cheap dip thing yeah. again. Yeah. And then they're walking out. I love dark. that. Dip. <laughs> so <laughs> we get dip. Bray Wyatt versus Zack Ryder. Again, Ryder. Working matches again on the, it's on the big a shows. Plus. Uh, Wyatt pretty much dominates this match, as you would expect. Ryder doing the job, uh, and he hits Ryder with what Cole tells us is the sister Abigail's kiss. I thought it was the sister Abigail. I like sister the sister Abigail's Abigail because if he hits this in a match at a Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, uh, WrestleMania, and it's out of nowhere, he ain't gonna have time to kiss him. Yeah, that's true. So don't do the, the he kiss. He does it pretty quick, though. He do the kiss. Yeah, yeah, do the kiss. Well, I'm saying, like, in a, like say they come off the ropes and he catches them in it and then does it. Yeah. The kiss kind of stalls. 
Right. You know, like the RKO. I think it gives that photo uh, moment, right. though, you know? But, like, if the RKO, if he kissed them every time, <laughs> you know, that, that move comes out of nowhere. But you get what I'm saying? Kisses the forehead and... You know, I get a great picture of Randy Orton just kissing guys and then <laughs> kisses the forehead and then RKO. You know, but yeah, I just like so Sister the Abigail. Viper there. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Sister Abigail. I don't like the kiss. I, you know, I mean, I like it when it's used as a finisher. For example, when Undertaker does the tombstone and then he puts the hair back yes. and then does the tongue. Yeah, that's when the kiss for Bray Wyatt would be perfect. But I don't like it. I like Sister Abigail yeah. better. You know, this Bray Wyatt, and that's me being nitpicky. This Bray Wyatt thing needs something. He needs a feud going now. Mm-hmm. He's not doing anything. He's fine. Even if it's with a low mid Carter, mm-hmm. just get him in an angle. Do something. I'm not. I don't care now, and I loved this character. Oh yeah. And they're not doing anything with it. Nope. But he was getting some good heat at the end when he was doing his standard, you know, mm-hmm. stand or kneel over them, and I mean Follow the crowd the was buzzards. booing. Yeah, the crowd was booing pretty heavily, and this is. A smart crowd, as we were talking about, or mm-hmm. even a smart-ass crowd that probably very much likes Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah. They were giving some good heat. So, at any rate, after that, we get Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler. Now, Dean Ambrose brings out the shield, and Dolph Ziggler, in retaliation, brings out Rob Van Dam and Kofi Kingston. And the match is going well until there's a big melee between everybody outside. Mm-hmm. And the referee calls for the DQ. Dolph Ziggler won via DQ. But Triple H comes out, and the match says the match will continue as a six-man tag match. We're going to make this a tag team match. <laughs> Teddy Long. <laughs> I see Triple H come out in one of those suits. <laughs> like where the coat and hangs bounce. down to his... And I like yeah, how yeah. And bounce. Yeah, it does his little dance. Yeah. I bet the coat hanging down to his knees. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just, yeah. Well, so that match goes on for a while, and we get Seth Rollins eventually pins Kofi. This suit was for Great Kali, but <laughs> yeah, I took it. <laughs> I'm wearing it now. Player. <laughs> so, the Shield winners of that match. And, you know, just... Once again, we're just slowly rolling along. Bum, bum, I wonder bum, if bum, what's the next one? Is Survivor Series the next one, or is there one in October? Yes. No, there's uh, not a big one. Survivor Series is the next big. Yeah. Yes. So maybe that's just it. They're like, okay, we want to start these next angles, but we got to get this going. So they're just mm-hmm. kind of slowly rolling along. I'm hoping, at least. <laughs> After that, we get to AJ Lee versus Cameron, and uh, yep. yeah, it's a divas match. That's... AJ Lee hit a flying knee. Uh, she did another move, too, in there that I hadn't seen her do before. It was a pretty sweet-looking move. But uh, AJ Lee hits the flying knee for the pin. Winner, your Divas champion, AJ Lee. Again, kind of spinning her wheels. What happened to this whole... Total Divas versus... Yeah, yeah whatever. Well, then we get uh, Paul Heyman cuts another promo, a pretty badass one at that, about how he's going to always be the man standing over CM Punk. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, what can we say? It's stalling, but it's... Heyman's always good. Mm. Heyman knows what he's doing. Yeah, it, here's the thing. Unfortunately, that's great, but we're so used to greatness from him that, for example, if this was a promo it, cut by RVD. His, his A- minus feels like a D. I mean, like to me, it's like we get an A- minus from him. If we got an A- minus from anybody else, this would be like, that's amazing. He's yeah. great. That's what I was saying. If that promo was know, cut, yeah. yeah. If that promo was cut by RVD on Del Rio, we that would probably be the first thing we talk about. Right. Oh my God! This promo. Yeah. This promo. This promo. Unfortunately, they're so great that their greatness yeah. gets overlooked. He cuts an A minus, but we know what his A plus is that he can normally do. So it feels like a D. Mm-hmm. But if somebody cut that same A minus, it would feel like an A plus plus from them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's that's what that's the crux here. Well, speaking of A plus, speaking of A plus. Plus, mm-hmm. we get a match that might be the match of the decade. Calm down. 
Santino and Great Kali versus Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal. Does it get any better than that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you almost walked out. I saw you look at the door. I, I did. So I guess the match, we saw them charming the snake, and Santino pulled out the cobra, and which kind of creeped me out a little bit. Like, I here. I'm sorry. I don't care about. Yeah, this. it really is just kind of like. I wish they would get Santino away from this comedy gimmick. I feel like Santino could actually do something. Well, here's the thing, and it's because it's PG. But Santino in the PG-13 uh, comedy gimmick when Maria was posing for Playboy, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you would all cheer if she said, do you want syphilis?'" You know, well, he was bad. Yeah, but he was still. Yeah. A jobber. Right. And he was, yeah, when, yeah. He was, when he was a heel. That's good. He was a heel jobber comedy character. Yeah, now he's just a baby face, whatever. When he was doing like Santino Morella, uh-huh. when he dressed up as yeah. his sister and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm Santino. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a Divas champ. Yeah, that's great stuff. Yeah. This is not. Yeah, no, this sucks. it's just crap. But uh, Santino and Kali get the win there. Kali uh, is an. Fire him. He's an attraction. They parade him I out there. I don't care. They go over to Indiana. I'm sure he's a big draw. Keep him there. How about this? How about for the Indian TV, uh, he just cuts a promo for them and just sits in a chair. How about you you give him a low contract, 10 dates a year, you know what I mean? And you're not going to be on American television. (laughs) Like, just get him off of my TV, man. I don't know. Well, then we get Randy Orton versus The Miz. was promised earlier by Triple H. Miz gets injured early in this match, and Orton beats the holy hell out of him after that, so much so that the ref calls the match. And Triple H comes out and says Orton was trying to get disqualified, and he can't do that, and now the match is going to restart, and Orton must win by pinfall. This allows Orton to beat the crap out of mm-hmm. Miz some more, you know? Yep. But the crowd was behind Orton, hating on the Miz. I mean, giving the Miz crap. And Orton hits an RKO, pinfall, winder Randy Orton standing tall as SmackDown. Like you said, he's going over strong, though. Yeah. It's not, you know. It's not weak. It's not ass. cheap. Like, I'm scared of you here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, no, I'm better than you and watch me. And I'm more evil than you. Yeah. But. It would be cool. One thing I would wish he would do soon is do a heel tactic to another heel. Mm, you know, yeah. I really like that little that little segment a few weeks back where Triple H was like, hey, Paul, to yeah, Paul Heyman. Yes, yes. It's a win-win it for felt, me. It's one of those where you're like, oh. Oh I wow! Watch this. Hey, yeah, this isn't wow. normal. Yeah, yeah. So I wish I wish Orton would maybe. I don't. I can't even think of a a good heel he could attack that wouldn't get him into another storyline. But a Curtis Axel type person. But then Curtis has Paul Heyman. Yada yada yada. I'm not saying Curtis Axel, but some mid level heel. Maybe Cesaro and the Real Americans. Pow! You know, does an RKO to both of them and Zeb Coulter, and then oh god, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who. It's hard because everyone mid card is babyface. It seems like that doesn't have a manager. Yeah, because if he does it to three and B, he's gonna get a pop for that. Yeah, because everyone thinks they're stupid. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back and talk about the 14th best wrestling show on television <laughs> on the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com 
You say you need a good reason to check out the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com? Well, I've got five. Number one, Fight Show Live. Masters in the business of beatdown, Ozone and T-Mac bring you all things MMA. Number two, Trending Mobile Technology. Piper the DJ takes a bite out of the mobile space every week as he gives you Android, iOS, Microsoft, and BlackBerry. Number three, the real news. MJR shares politics and current events the only way he knows how unbiased and honestly number four the spanish announce table captain awesome and t-mac are slamming your face through a table full of wrestling knowledge every week as they break down wwe and tna number five old school at the movies mr old school and his panel of critics are your one-stop shop for all your movie needs as they give you box office hits dvd releases even netflix and the bargain bin TrendingTopicsNetwork.com Better check in every day because you never know what's going to be trending next. Slamming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. Yeah, yeah. Our number two. Yeah. Of episode ten. Yes, the Spanish double table. digits. Double digits. We uh, we only had to take one week off to get there. <laughs> you only had to take one week off, but it's so worth it. Hey, if we do uh, 10 out of 11, I think we're doing pretty 10 good. 10 out of 11, I think we're doing great. Yeah. I think we should get 1,800 an event. Yeah. 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 Hey, we deserve a vacation. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite shows, The Daily Show, they don't go all week, and they don't even make it a whole month sometimes. Yeah. So. Oh, they, yeah, they don't go all week. They yeah. only go four days. Four days. And oh, sometimes yeah. they take up two weeks yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Still a great show. Yeah, talk about this, the whole "give us a dollar" thing. Yes, let's go back to that. Give us a dollar. I think the last give time I, th- I think there was there was uh, one of the recent episodes we had like 120 some people downloaded it. If everybody gives a dollar, hey, huh? that'd get me gas here. We have 120 bucks a show. Come on, guys, huh? please. Huh? Even if it's our parents, huh? you guys don't have four dollars a month. Yes, for only four dollars a month. Yes, you too can feed the starving artist. Mm-hmm. That is T Mac. Impact Wrestling, your favorite, and the 14th best wrestling show per the Mop Jockey, who knows what he's talking about. He does. I, you know, I totally disagree with him on the uh, Dolph Ziggler point. Right. Uh, however, he he's a smart man. He, I he respect- nailed the the ranking. Of yes, the, of the I respect his his thoughts and opinions. Yeah. Well, Impact, we get Sting and Dixie Carter in the back to start, and Sting is asking her about the whole AJ Styles thing, and she says, not to worry because uh, she's got it handled. Now, of course, she was talking in third person the whole time, which is always good for a heel. I like mm-hmm. when, it, when a heel will talk in third person. Because it it's just so adds that extra, smug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, don't worry about it, Dixie. She's got this one handled, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Bully Ray's out to the ring, and he talks about AJ and Dixie, and he says Dixie did the right thing with the things she said. 
And he's talking about that for a while. Mm-hmm. Talking about AJ and how he's going to beat him up. And Aces and Eights interrupt with Nux doing the talking. And uh, uh, he's, he mentions Brooke and the crowd unleashes. And they're going, ho, ho, ho. I mean, just calling her a ho. And, oh, because Bully had said something. He's like, he called her a ho. And then, I mean, it just got a – and he played into it and kept him rolling as he always does. But The only thing – okay, I understand characters evolve, storylines evolve – Yada, yada, yada. However, wasn't the whole thing of the Aces and Eights to take out TNA, a la NWO? Right. Right, similar? Why the hell would Bully Ray care what Dixie Carter has to say? I don't think it was to take out TNA as much as it was get the world title for Bully Ray and and run t- yeah, okay, that. Yeah. So, just, um, I just felt it was weird for Bully Ray to even comment yeah. on, like, Dixie's doing good. Shut well, up. You I hate everyone he, here. He was more about dissing AJ Styles because right. of their upcoming match, which you kind of forget about. Yeah, because... Because they're not doing a good job. Right. <laughs> um, but Bully tells the guys if they don't win their match tonight, which we hadn't heard about until then, don't even know what the match is. Uh, he says, if you don't win the match tonight, then it'll be lights out for one of you. One member will be gone. Yeah. Huh? Uh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna become smaller and weaker. Yeah. Well, so after that, we get uh, Joseph Park in the back, and he's shaving, right? And Eric Young stops him for fear if he cuts himself and sees the blood, which has been the normal storyline. He's gonna go crazy, and he says, "I can't have that going on back here." And he implements the new rule of no shaving before the match. Uh, on his way out, too, he picks up the uh, razor and looks at it. And he's like. Should I? You know, Eric Young's mm-hmm. got the beard, and and Odie's like, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, Mama likes the beard. Yeah, I don't like, cool. I don't like Joseph Parks. I really don't because we all know it's abyss. I would like it better if it was, hey, I was abyss. I was too violent. I was too whatever. I have to be this Joseph Parks so I don't kill someone kind of thing. Yeah, he just needs to be Chris Parks. Right, he that's what I'm it. saying. Yeah, and so I don't like that character, but I really like the three of them. Yeah, I, I heard also uh, on the Steve Austin show the Eric Young interview. Yeah. He's really good, too. He's good. His voice is horrible. I hate, <laughs> I hate hearing him, but I like he's him. He's had like 18 throat surgeries, too, right. for polyps and stuff. Yeah. But his story, it was, it was good. Yeah. Right. Well, we get um, Joseph Park, Eric Young, and ODB versus Gail Kim and Bromans of Jesse and uh, Robbie E. Mm-hmm. Uh, ODB pins Jesse after all three op- uh, opponents hit their big spot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um well, I, I Park hit his, Eric Young hit his, you know. Yeah, I mean? they all got their yeah. finishers in. Their, right. Their so, yeah, ODB, Eric Young, Joseph Park win with a pinfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a decent, I mean, it was a good match given it was the comedy segment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They do really well. I always feel like there's there always should be good comedy within your organization. They fill this yeah. void, and they do it into where I'm not, so far, I'm not tired of them. Right. I feel like if they keep going this Joseph Park thing in a month I've or always, two, I, I'll hate it. I've but always right now, liked like Eric it. Young. I wish he wasn't as goofy. And he mentioned that, too, in his, his interview, too. He says, now, because of this show, he's still able to play that crazy guy, but he's not doing it because he's mentally challenged. Yeah. Just because that's his personality. Right, yeah, yeah. So now it's a little bit better because it's not like, oh, here comes the retard again. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Is that a bad word? Am I not supposed to say that? I wouldn't, but you did, so <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, so, Austin Aries comes out for a promo, not in any gear. Uh, he's getting a huge face reaction. People love them, some Austin Aries. Uh, he talks about how everyone keeps asking him what he does next, and he says his future's looking just fine. Starts to go on and brag about himself when he gets interrupted by Kenny King. Who? Kenny 
King. Good to see him. Yeah. Last time I think I saw him in a match that I can remember was actually RVD. Yeah. Well, and he was holding some of his own swag, too. I mean, mm-hmm. he was kind of, you know, he had his own little style to his promo. Uh, he says he's bothered by some of what Aries is saying. Uh, he talks about when Aries wore the suicide costume and mm-hmm. kind of cheated him out. He called it manic, though. Yeah. Even though it was suicide at the time. Um, and cost him, you know, when he did that whole switcheroo thing. And uh, Kenny says he is the future of professional wrestling. And uh, Aries wants to fight, you know, because of all this. But Kenny King tells him, not today. We're not going to fight today. And then immediately sucker punches him, right? Yeah. Can can <laughs> that stop? And that's not even a TNA thing. Oh, yeah, The yeah. sucker punch thing. Yeah, can yeah. that just stop in pro wrestling? Yeah, just fight. Like, don't even. The yeah. only time sucker punches work is when it's unexpected. Mark Henry, John Cena. Yeah. The retirement thing. That's a sucker punch. That's a sucker move. This, we all know. Yeah, like when you're already facing somebody, you're yeah. braced for them to punch. Right. You know what I mean, even yeah. when they say, not today, like, oh, I hate you right now. We're about to fight, but I'm just going to trust whatever you're saying. Yeah, right. Nah, yeah. yeah. And so that's just a pro wrestling little thing. I feel like yeah. I complain a lot tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a good mood, guys. I promise. Yeah, you look like it. Uh, but Austin demands a referee. We get that match. We get Kenny King versus Austin Aries. And uh, Kenny gets bloodied early. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. Bloodied up. A little, uh, little crazy. And he's see. drawing good heat. I mean, like, and he's using the blood, like, he's he's wiping, he's, like, wiping it on his mm. chest, like, what? You know mm. what I mean? Like, it don't stop me. Uh, and Aries ends up his, hitting his brain buster, which I love. Uh, one of my favorite moves of all time in professional wrestling mm-hmm. is the brain buster. And Aries made it, like, nice. It'd be good win. if they start this a little bit more. Kenny King. It'd be cool if Kenny King next week goes, hey, you know, you got me that day, but I wanted, you know, right, I wanted yeah. another match tonight. Let that tonight. one roll for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one would be good because then Austin Aries, who's over, and then you get a new guy in, a new guy for TNA. Crazy, right? Yeah. You know, keep that rolling. That would be good to see. Yeah. Well, then we get a vignette for uh, Tamina Snuka lookalike. Uh, we've seen her on Gut Check before. I forget how they pronounce her name. Is it Lady Tapa or is it Laid Tapa or Laid, something? I would, I would think. think it's Laid, but who knows. So we got a new uh, knockout coming. Good. Yeah. Then we get Saban in the back, and he's giving Aries some shit. Yeah, you know I mean, like mm-hmm. Saban's playing this heel character pretty well. He's a much better heel yeah. than he is a uh, babyface. He, he's doing the whole "Hey, man, hey, hey, you're doing a great job," but I just want to make sure you know. He says, uh, "You know, I just want to make sure there's no hard feelings when eventually I get remembered as being greater than the greatest man that ever lived." I just want to make sure there's no hard feelings, bro. You know, mm-hmm. and and uh, as he's walking away, Aries is like, "Greater than the greatest man that ever lived." He says, "We we just might have to test that." Yes. So I don't think you're going to get your Kenny King thing. I know, but Kenny King needs to push, and what better push than Austin Aries, who's not doing anything either? Yeah. Well, I think this is a good place to take a break. What do you think? Sure. We'll come back and we'll finish. uh, We'll finish Impact after this, and then we'll get into our picks, man. Yes. So let's uh, let's go out to some. Yeah, some ravishing rich. He would always like I, I love when he would like he'd do his little dance, you know. What I mean, he'd pull his hands up and he, he'd get up and then he'd like flick his hands yeah. out. Yeah. W- one interesting uh, line that he had, and I heard this on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast podcast, which is one of my favorite. Uh, Nash said this about Rude. Rude always go, you know, this is an upper body business because yeah, he had yeah. chicken legs, but he had just that amazing. For fuck's sake, Steve! This is an upper body business, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he had it so. Yeah, man. Um, it, I, he was one of the uh, Mr. Perfect too, but he's one of the heels that I was like, this guy is cool. Yeah. And my mom loved 
Ravishing Rick Rude. She'd never watch wrestling. Does she watch but Rick she'd Rude? come in and she'd be like, is that is Ravishing that? Rick? Is what she'd yeah. always call him. Ravishing Rick? And I'd be like, yes, Mom, Ravishing Rick's going on. And, she, and my dad's got a mustache, too, so I think maybe she just liked the mustache <laughs> is what I told myself. And the abs. Mom, Mom just likes the mustache. Yeah, yeah. Not the bulging package and the, <laughs> and, and the abs. But she would always say that, too. She, if somebody else would be on walking by, she'd be like, he ain't no Ravishing Rick. And I was just like, Mom, <laughs> you are ruining wrestling for me, Mom. It's not supposed to be sexual. That's uh, funny. Oh, man. But we're going to come back. We're going to finish up Impact on the Spanish announce table. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. And don't forget to check out Fight Show Live on there while you're there. Yes, Trending Fight Topics Show Live, Network. Ozone and T-Mac. T-Mac is me. Every Sunday, if it doesn't get interrupted by a NASCAR race or something. Yeah, then. turn left. When you get to work, turn on the fan. John Feinstein, weekdays 8 to 11 on your new home for sports, FM Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. Shattered Dreams production of the Spanish Announce Table on the Trending Topics Network. Such great music, man. It's yeah. just a, it sets the tone. It's like, just... It has a good drum beat. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I don't want to say serene, but you know what I mean? Like, it just sets mm-hmm. that, that... Like it's it's still and, like yeah. all of a sudden the air becomes still and it's just like what's well and it set that mood and then he would do such weird awkward things that it would just make you feel so uncomfortable yeah touching himself and doing all that weird icky stuff, stuff. Yeah. so speaking of icky stuff we're talking about impact wrestling mm-hmm. and we get it. into uh, the main event mafia uh, <sighs> uh, yeah, we're tired of this. Yeah. Now, here's the good part about Main Event Mafia. It helps keep Ego around because Ego's whole thing was uh, Bound for Glory. So since that ended, what do they do? Do they break up? No, because they're still doing well. Who do we feud with? We can't do uh, Aces and Eights, so who's the only other option? Main Event Mafia. That makes sense. It's a faction. Right. In the fight, yeah. It's just... Yeah, I know. Well, they're in the back complaining about Ego and Joe and Sting tell them to relax. Remember why they formed to get Aces and Eights. And they're close to doing that, and they have a chance to get another member out tonight. So that kind of moves that along to when we get Hulk Hogan coming out. Tremendous pop. Tremendous pop. I mean, always does. Uh, He says, personal business should never be done in public, talking about AJ and uh, uh, Dixie from the week before, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, he's not a big fan of the personal business being aired out in in public. uh, Q. um, What was his name? No. um, (laughs) Well, that too. Um the Booker, what was his name? The the terrible guy, Vince Russo. Vince Russo, when yeah. he came out and yeah. did that whole thing with Jarrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I thought you were going to talk about the sex tape. No, he didn't like that tape. personal yeah, business. No, he didn't like that either. either. Um, he asked the crowd if they want AJ to stay with the company, and that crowd goes nuts, for emphatic yes, right, right, and they didn't chant yes, which was weird. Which was good. It's good, but I've, they've been so used to them. Yeah, chanting yes. Mm-hmm. Well, so Hogan promises to fix this, brother, and I'm going to get a solution and. Yeah, he's, he says he's going to bring out AJ later and fix this. So, which was weird. Hey, you guys, I'm going to fix this. Hey, later. Do you guys want one of your favorite stars to stick around? Oh, you do. All right, let me go fix it. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to do it yeah. later. Then we get a graphic. Uh, says Ethan is coming, and it has hip hop music and things like that. 
my guess, here's just a guess, serious guess. Uh who who's the big guy in prime time or in uh crime time? What was his name? Shad Gaspard. That's who I'm guessing it is. That'd be cool. That's who I'm guessing. It had it had it had hip hop esque music to it. He's a free agent. So the only black guy you can think of yeah. is <laughs> true. No. Well, it's either him or it's uh the Pope coming back. Yeah, it wouldn't be the Pope though because he's been there. He's Pope D'Angelo De Niro. Whatever happened to him? What is his real name? Stupid. I met him. Did I ever tell you that? No, you didn't tell he's me. He's a that. jackass. No, his name starts with an E. His name starts with an A, ends with Hole. No, his real name. I don't care what his name is. He's an asshole. He did, it's what he went by in ECW. Elijah Burke. Elijah Burke. Yeah, yeah. so he's probably not coming back. He's an time. asshole. Like a real life true to Yeah, to I met asshole, him backstage. Like, so I went to a TNA show, and I sold out to it because I'm a good pro wrestling fan. Yeah. I got lucky enough to be named pro wrestling, or the fan of the night, TNA fan of the night. Got to go backstage and meet him. He was a dick. Yeah. Fuck him. What a dick. I go, hey, man, nice to meet you. He goes, thanks. I was like, hey, bud, can I have you sign this? He goes, my name's not Bud. Motherfucker, I know it's not Bud. I was just saying, hey, can you yeah. sign this? Let me turn so I don't want you to leave. I, ha- I want you to sign this for, it was my cousin. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, my name's not Bud. And he signed it, and I just that rubbed me the wrong way. And then he kind of wasn't even cool. Yeah. It wasn't big either. Like I was taller than yeah, him. Yeah, I, yeah. I felt like I was like, "Fuck you!" So ever yeah. since then, fuck the Pope. It's weird when they get not the real Pope. Like, <laughs> fuck that, Elijah Burke. <laughs> Sorry, soundbite. Yeah, I know. I actually realized <laughs> what I said after it. But no, <laughs> fuck Elijah Burke. You need He's to go home dick. and say seven Hail Marys. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I'm going to hell. And on whatever, my whatever you Catholics. Right. I don't even know if you're Catholic. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, so. <laughs> We get Chris Sabin with Velvet Sky in tow versus Manic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go at it for a few minutes, and uh, Sabin appears to have re-injured his leg, right? Mm-hmm. With the bad leg. Uh, and he's walking around all stumbling on it, and he's outside the ring, and he can barely stand on it, and lots of heat coming from the crowd on this one. I mean, they're booing profusely. Manic comes out to aid Sabin, and Sabin throws Velvet into him, distracting him long enough to just nail him in the face with a vicious kick from mm-hmm. Sabin, right? Yep. Excuse me. Who is now clearly not injured. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Saban, uh, he later, during the match continues, but he later actually pulls Velvet into the ring and uses her as a human shield mm-hmm. from Manic, right? More heat. Now he uses this distraction to roll up Manic, who then counters into his own roll up for the three count. So Manic actually goes over on Saban, pinfall. And Saban goes nuts, attacks Manic, I mean, standing on his neck. And who comes to the rescue but Austin Aries, the greatest man that ever lived. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and this sends Saban run to the back. And he actually leaves Velvet in the ring alone, even. More heel heat. Just, I'm really impressed with Saban's work as a heel right now. Yeah, it's really it's, good. Because he's, a, he, I mean, let's be honest. He, I want to smack him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, nothing against him. I just don't like him. I don't yeah. like his curly hair. Yeah. He kind of ta- talks like a nerd. Yes. I just want to beat him up. Yeah, he, he's really playing the role right now, really great, of the guy that, like, like, I could beat you up, but right. you're acting like I can't. Right. Like, you're about to get your fucking ass beat, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew some guys like that back in the day that just, like, I'm like, are you really acting like the toughest guy in the room right now? Mm-hmm. Like, you know that we know that you don't even believe that. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, you can't honestly believe that, and you got to know, like, this is posturing. Mm-hmm. This is complete posturing because you're just trying to save yourself from getting your ass beat. He's right. playing that role really well. 
Here's the thing, though. I want to go back to what we were talking about with Bree and uh, Daniel Bryan. We always see this type of heel baby face. The girl is always the baby face. The guy is always the heel. Yeah, have it would be so original to do it the other way. You know, have have in a divas match or in a knockouts match, whatever. Especially with Daniel Bryan, who stands right now for all this. Right. Yeah. Good doing all. Yeah, yeah. It would just. It would work. It it could work in TNA too. Have Velvet Sky throw Saban in front of her. You know, and what does he do? And hey, and you know. Yeah, then you gotta have Saban be a baby face. Well, no, no, I'm not saying specifically these two. I'm just saying anyone. You could do it with anyone. Yeah. I just think that would be an original wrinkle in what is the stereotypical heel baby face couple. Anyhow, what is Alex Shelley doing these days? I think he got cut. I think he's hurt. Maybe I think he's. Well, he left. He got mentioned in that promo. Well, the word was he was going to go to WWE developmental, but then the whole lawsuit came out that they said WWE was was fishing for information, which, I mean, probably both always are. But anyway, anyway, whatever. Let's move on. Well, he got mentioned two weeks ago in AJ's promo where he's like, where are the the soldiers at? And he got mentioned, and uh, Jay Lethal got mentioned, and stuff like that. That's the Motor City Machine Guns, man. Yeah, they were good. Well, so we get Nux, Bish, and Wes. They're in the back, and Wes is upset over how their club is dwindling. Bish tells them to settle down, remember what they're there for. Nux says they can't afford to lose another member, and Bish corrects him and says, we can't afford to lose another brother. Brother. Uh, I added the last brother in there. Oh, did you? Yeah. (laughs) Brother. Um, So then we get a vignette about Kurt Angle's upcoming Hall of Fame induction and how he's going to come back. (laughs) What a piss-poor time. (laughs) Yeah. All of yeah, fame. like hey. thanks a lot, Kurt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, guy. And yet again, you know, you brought this to my attention. And I kind of forgot about it. Uh, Kurt Angle is very deserving. Been with the company what since two thousand five? Right. Yeah, yeah. Sting very deserving. Yeah, been with the company two thousand five. I mm-hmm. think same, yeah, yeah. similar time frame. Uh, yeah. but Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. I mean, he started the damn thing. Yeah. Come on. And and by doing so specifically made it so he's never going back to WWE and getting... Yeah. He is never welcome back he, there. Yeah, he's not getting his Hall of Fame Right, he ever. put his neck on the line. Yeah, he's never getting the Hall of Fame, never getting his DVD run, mm. never getting his last, right. you know, hurrah, ever. He got Kurt's wife, but yeah, other than yeah. that... Yeah, he did get Kurt's wife. <laughs> um, but anyhow, yeah. he, he should be going in. Uh, piss poor timing, though. Hey, Kurt Angle... He's in rehab, and he'll be out just in time yeah. for his Hall of Fame speech. Well, yeah, thank you for being so great. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get Ego in the back, and they're talking to each other, and they're watching that vignette, and they said, uh, it was Kurt Angle. Why is he going to the Hall of Fame? And Rude says, we've done more in the last few months, and Angle has done his whole career here. And then, which is false, but Rude asks, what, well, he's like, what has he even done for the mafia lately? And this sets off Daniels, who's, I'm sick and tired of hearing about the mafia he says, Sting is a dumpster fire. Joe is a diaper explosion, which I loved. <laughs> Great line. And he says, Magnus is just a loser. And then Kaz is like, yeah, but he's a really good one. He's a great loser. Yeah. And he's like, he is a great loser. And Kaz is like, you're probably better than any of them. <laughs> so, I mean, their interactions between each other are just great. They yeah. are. They they are great. They but are great. Kaz actually. says, look, he loses so much. He says, but if he loses again, it might damage his ego and puts up, does the Austin Powers, you know, the... Mm-hmm. The Mr. Evil, you know, thing, Dr. Evil thing. And they start doing the cliche evil maniacal laugh, you know, the ha 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 ha. And this gets rude, like, just looking at them, like, what are you two doing? And they're like, come on, man. Maniacal laugh, bro. Yeah. Laugh, man. And he just shakes his head, walking away. And they're like, come on. And Kaz's like, come on, man. That's how bad guys laugh. 
<laughs> they're like he'll come around man. yeah just, he'll, he'll, he'll get he'll, he'll get, get he'll come around yeah <laughs> just great i love how those and that's perfect for them too like you're not making rude bend his personality style right he's just like why i have to have these idiots around but me they serve anywhere. a purpose yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man great those are probably three of my favorites right now they're carrying it for me right now so then we get the match we get nux bish and west versus sting magnus and samoa joe aces and eights versus main event mafia again yeah. Um, but it's a good match. There's a lot of last second pin saves, which is always makes for a good tag match. Where, yeah. You know, one, two, oh, the guy kicks him in the head, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, Ego runs in, they attack Magnus and stomp out his knee and then run away before anyone else can come to the rescue. And this makes it Magnus can't continue the match. So now we have an aces and eights numbers advantage. But in the end, Sting clears the ring with a bunch of stinger splashes on everybody, which allows Joe to slap on a rear naked choke on Wes, who taps out. And this makes Samoa Joe Sting and Magnus win via submission. But remember the stipulation here that Bully had said, whoever loses, you're out. So Bully comes out. He's got tits with him. And Bully stands in the ring with Wes. Tits. Brooke-ass mucker. I can't do it anymore because <laughs> it's not teats and tits. Right, it's not. But tits still yeah, works for me. Tits still works for me. It an always ass. works for me. An tits ass. and ass. TNA. Oh, my God. So Bully's in there with Wes. And he says, I told you. If if you lost, you'd be gone, and you tap out. You know what I mean? He says, "Give me that cut right now. Give me your cut," which is what they keep calling their, their in the club. Colors. Yeah, give me your cut. And Wes says, "No, no, I'm not doing that." And the bully's getting serious heat. The crowd's chanting, "No, no," you know what I mean? No, and then, I mean just heat, heat. And he demands now that Nux and Bish get the cut. You get it. And they look reluctant. So bully just goes ahead and knocks out Wes and gives him a pile driver, which you don't see a whole lot of. Yeah. These it's days. a hard move. Yeah. Um, and Bully makes him take the cutoff. He tells him, you take it off. And then he even specifies the Nux. You hand it to me. Mm-hmm. You give it to me. I mean, he's just just flexing his muscles on these guys, right? Getting in their face, no fear. But what bothered me here is we just cut the commercial. Yeah. Like, hey. He's like, you give it to me. And then it's just like, commercial. See ya. And I'm like, what? Bad <laughs> timing. Here? Probably bad timing. This is post-production probably. They're yeah. like, you got to get out there, break yeah. in. Well, so uh, we come back, we get Hogan coming out to the ring. He calls out AJ Styles. One thing I want to mention, though, about uh, the bully and... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aces and eights. Uh, they show a video of Nux and Bischoff, or Bish, whatever, Yeah. helping Wes out. Like, they're, Yeah, they're like dragging him up, yeah. So, wait a minute. I think those guys just need to become their own faction. Yeah. But it just it was like, wait a minute, you're going to beat him up, take it. Bully, do what Bully says, and then you're going to help him? No, you have to leave with Bully. Well, That's they what were reluctant do. to do it, but yeah, he should have said, leave him. You know, yeah, you yeah, know, leave him. Yeah. Not help him, but yeah, anyhow. Knows, yeah. So then Hogan. Hogan. Hogan, he brings AJ out, and uh, he presents him with a new contract, and AJ signs it. He says, I'm yours, which is kind of weird. Um, but Dixie Carter comes out, and she's a lot better this week. Last week, we were gone, so mm-hmm. I'm sure you people watched it, but Dixie Carter did her whole big heel turn. She was saying though a lot of things that people were saying about him, yeah. specifically you. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't like I, I thought that was really good because it wasn't as if she was making things up like backstage or you know the big show you're broke thing. Yeah. You know, it wasn't made up things. It was real yeah, you know, stuff. And, and here's the thing: Dan the Cannon on the All Wrestling dot com Week Interview and the Impact Players, the host of those two wrestling podcasts, he said it best when he said. Yeah, her acting's terrible. Her performance of this was crap. Mm-hmm. But what she represents here, what her character now is, is huge. Mm-hmm. We have the first female owner of a company right. as a heel mm-hmm. 
to battle against this AJ guy who's, you know what I mean, the crowd favorite, you know, like, so says what she represents is good and give her some time to build up to, you know, to not be scared to do right. this in the ring. Yeah. But uh, she, she says that none of the people there can understand her life and the decisions she has to make. Kind of similar to the business mm-hmm. angle over there. Mm-hmm. That, Very up, up similar. North. Um, but she says it's, I like this angle too. She said, she says, look, it's the 1%. That creates all of your worlds. Yeah, right? Mitt Romney. Throwing her money around, you know? The Mitt Romney Yeah, the speech. Mitt Romney, yeah. And, uh, or no, that's the uh, Occupy, the Occupy yeah, Wall right, Street. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, it's, it's still, right. she's, she is Mitt Romney. Yeah. So she asked Hogan if uh, he's going to get in line or go with team, oh wait, what did I miss something here? No, she he she yeah. says to him, either. Uh, well, no, no, hold on, before this happens, uh, before she did the 1% thing, uh, she said she sees no value in AJ, and she rips up the contract. Yeah, yeah and AJ yeah. starts to say something. She's like, "Oh no, honey, just get out of my ring!" Like, won't even let him talk. She's like, "Just get out of my ring!" And he does it. He's just like, "Fuck you, fuck you whatever." Right? Yeah. And leaves. And then she says that to Hogan. You know, mm-hmm. that does the one percent, and she says to Hogan, "You need to make a decision. You need to get in line, go with Team Dixie, or you're gonna have to be like AJ and watch from the sidelines. Basically, like you fall in line or you're fired. Basically, yep. right?" And she says, I'm going to give you one week to think about it. And then we watch Hogan stand there for like a minute and a half. Yeah. And we go off air. <laughs> so, That's how they always end. It's yeah. so stupid. It's oh, so we had to get out. We're running out of time with Bully in the ring doing a good promo. Right. We got to cut it off shortly. Good. And then we're going to let Hogan stand there, act like he's thinking for a minute right. and a half. Oh, this is what I think about. TNA's script writing. That's what I think of TNA's finish. Every week it sucks. Yeah, but... There's some meat on the bones. I mean, teenagers, they're not terrible, terrible. No, because the Chris Saban thing is good. Brooke Tessmacher, oh, my God. Um, and this thing this thing with AJ and Dixie is interesting, but whatever. It's not horrible right now. Yeah. It's been horrible. It was. It reached its, its depths when it was Aces and Eights and Main Event Mafia. That's when it was yeah. fucking stupid. Now it's not horrible. It still sucks. Not horrible. Well, we're going to come back. We're going to do some pay-per-view picks. My chance to get back up on you. Get 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 cut into that lead a little bit, man. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get you. Sure, bud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. I doubt Battleground it. picks coming up when we come back on the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. You know where that is? It's TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Ah. Ah. What's up, people? Mr. Old School, Alter Ego to the Mountie, here to let you know about a new podcast that I've been working on called Old School at the Movies. We talk all about the latest news and rumors, we review stats, we've got our own movie review of the week, predictions, contests, all that good stuff. Check us out at oldschoolmovies.net. Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. Always looks so badass when he's just standing up there bouncing, like left to right, getting ready for the because he is a badass. Up, like, 
Ha, it's time to kick somebody's ass. Man, if he didn't get sick with his diverticulitis in the UFC, I really feel... I don't know if he'd be champion because Cain Velasquez and Junior Dos Santos are amazing. Yeah. But I feel like he'd be a top ten. Yeah, he can kick some ass. He can't. He's a national champion wrestler, and he's yeah. got fucking lunchbox for hands. He and looks he like hits hard. I noticed when he first came back because I, you know, I didn't watch a whole lot of MMA, and mm-hmm. I never, didn't really watch much of his UFC career at all. And uh, I remember just seeing him come back to WWE, and I was like, the guy with his body doesn't even look human; it looks more chimpanzee-like. And mm-hmm. those guys, you know, the chimpanzees are way stronger than than humans. Per, you know, could just rip you to shreds. And I was like, he just looks that way. It's like stout; his body's round. You know, mm-hmm. like just muscle and just he's just a beast. He's the beast incarnate. He's he's amazing. Freak athlete. He almost made the fucking NFL never playing football ever. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah, like just that is in, just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I'm just going to go in and uh, do what you guys do. You know what else is amazing? Is how bad I'm going to beat your ass in this round. Calm down. Pay-per-view picks. Calm down. Man, oh man, am I just going to just just work you from post to post. Calm down. <clears throat> You're probably going to beat me. But. Let's yes, just get into there's, it. There's the truth. First up for the Intercontinental Championship. All right. I'm going right off the WWE website. Yeah, because we don't know. Because like last time they added a match on us last second. We didn't know that. So yeah. we're just going to go off what they tell we're us. Go Damn it. So we get our truth versus Curtis Axel. I ain't picking. I'll go first. I ain't picking our truth. Yeah, That's no. a damn Curtis fact. Axel by how? Curtis Axel by his finisher and a pin. Pin any run in? No, no. Yeah, I gotta go the same. Curtis Axel pin. I mean, he'll cheat to win. But oh, wait a minute. Pre-show, we get Dolph Ziggler uh, versus Damian Sandow. Yeah, that's on the list here. I just hadn't got to it yet. Oh, okay. I guess I'm not really going. I'm going in the board. I'm going from bottom to top of their list. Okay, cool. So, well, then let's go to that one because we already picked kind of Curtis Axel. Whatever. That's kind of standard. I feel okay. right. Well, no. So, yeah. We'll do kickoff match. <laughs> I'm writing this down too as we uh, while well, typing it into our spreadsheet to to track this stuff. Right. You know, I'm good at what I do. You are. You know. So we got Damian Sandow mm-hmm. versus Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler, which no storyline behind that. Huh? It's just a match. Just a match. Two good wor- workers. So you go got? first. I'm gonna say. God, this is so tough because they've had Dolph Ziggler on the cooler, but Sandow's holding the briefcase, which means he's on a cooler. Mm-hmm. So what do you do here? Mm-hmm. 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 I would say normally my instinct was to say Sandow because Ziggler is on the cooler, mm-hmm. but the Money in the Bank winner doesn't normally win until it's close to time. to As a heel, yeah. Yeah, especially as a heel, yeah. Uh, <sighs> so what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to say Damien Sandow wins. By pinfall because of a shield running. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's literally what I was going to say. <laughs> Put that down for me. Cause yeah. It's getting too close to be wanting to play devil's advocate. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Shield well, actually, hold on. I'll go more specific just for okay. a one point right. advantage. Okay. I'm going so specific. I'm saying just Dean Ambrose. Just Dean Ambrose. Yes. Dean Ambrose. We'll see. So mine has to be all shield to count my run-in points. We'll say that? Yeah. All there right. you go. We'll say That's that. the difference. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to get the Rhodes versus 
The Shield. All right, go first on this one. I want you to go first on Versus this one. Versus Shield. Here's what I'm gonna say. All right. Shield's gonna win. Shield wins via pinfall because of a. We'll count this as a run in point. Mm-hmm. Because of a Dustin Rhodes Gold Dust heel turn. Huh? I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you say? I'd say the Rhodes family wins with a distraction from Dusty Rhodes. Gets we'll call the, that a run in. Well, he's going to be. He's there ringside. Ringside. But if he if if he affects the match, right, it's a yeah, win. Yeah. We call it a run. Okay, so. Okay? I've got Dusty Rhodes grabs a leg, something elementary, yeah. distracts the shield. That allows Cody or, or Goldust to hit their finisher. That gets the pin, thus setting up something for Monday night. Kind of similar in the same light of the Daniel Bryan fast count. Yeah. It doesn't really count kind right, of thing. Right, That's where I think it'll good, go. Good pick. That's actually a good pick, yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see it going either way here. Mm-hmm. I like yours better. Yeah, but again... I pick a lot of heel turns and run-ins, and it seems like WWE's gotten away from that in the last decade or so. They right. used to do that a lot, mm-hmm. what Russo was booking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should get away from some of that. Maybe it's just I've been trained to think that way. Well, now we get this. That's not for the tag team titles, right? No, yeah. that's just for their jobs. No tag titles. Well, we get uh, AJ Lee versus Brie Bella. That is for the Divas title. Right. right. Divas title. We're going to have Brie Bella versus AJ Lee. And let me see here. Brie Bella versus AJ Lee. Uh, I'm going to say Brie Bella wins this match. Pinfall, new champion. Clean. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I have AJ Lee clean submission stands over with the title okay you're wrong but that's fine (laughs) now we get the one we've all been waiting for i think let me check one two three four oh no here well yeah let's do this one first the one we've all been waiting for the world heavyweight championship yeah that's the one championship uh, which is ADR versus RVD in a battleground hardcore rules match. Yep. Uh, so I'm not going to pick any run-ins here. I guess you could still have a run-in. Yeah? You There's could. There's no DQ. Right. <sighs> what are you going with? You want me to go first? You went first. I'll go first. Yeah, yeah, you can go. I finally have Ricardo Rodriguez turning on RVD, and ADR keeps the title, reunites with Ricardo, because that kind of went away. They really haven't talked about yeah. it, so it needs to be refreshed. So, turns ADR on. Pinfall? Yeah, pinfall. No. Yes. Pinfall. pinfall. Yes. Pinfall. Well, there's no DQ. Right. It's gotta be pinfall. Because I think it'll be like a Van Daminator or something, like where RVD throws the chair to Ricardo, like, hey, hold it, and then whack him, hits him with the chair. What? ADR pins him, one, two, three, Ricardo and ADR, we're back together. Alberto Del Rio. We'll get that at the end. 
Yeah, I want to pick welcome. that again. I want to pick that again, but I feel like they I should have bet on that one last time. Yep, but you're welcome. There but, it is. You know, they have not talked about you the see? relationship between Ricardo and ADR. Uh-huh. And that's what they love to do is make you forget about it. Uh-huh. And if if RVD wins, we get to fucking rematch clause. Mm-hmm. And we'd have to see this match again. Uh-oh. But they could just do it tomorrow night on, or the next night on Raw. I'm going to pick RVD wins. The title. I pinfall. So you got two new champs. Yeah, I got two new champs. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. Already wins the title by pinfall. Clean. I'm picking clean. I'm wrong. But I'm picking clean. <laughs> now, CM Punk versus Ryback. You want to go first or you want me to go first? CM Punk wins. be a disqualification because of a Curtis Axel run in mm-hmm. mess in, up in somehow you know interference mm-hmm. and yeah and I'll even say I mean this doesn't matter necessarily for the points but I will say that um, it's before Punk can really do the damage that he wants to do so he wins DQ, but he's upset because he didn't really get right, the yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. He's like, damn it. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. Okay. Uh, I got Punk clean with a go to sleep on Ryback, and then uh, kind of just ends it. I feel like this yeah. ends it. I, ends I feel like Heyman. This is the good. Yeah, this is the good. Storybook ending. And then he kind of wants to go after Heyman, but then I don't know. I, I just got Punk clean. I don't really have anything else. Punk clean. It has to happen. Punk yeah. clean. You're wrong. That one I actually might be. I I, I will give you I that. I feel like it needs to end. It yeah. Well, we get the WWE title match for the vacant WWE title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Orton. This is interesting because this could go a lot of different ways. This could go a lot of different ways, and I don't know what way to go here because, damn it, if you got you can't have. I feel like you can't have Brian chasing the title again because it's just going to kill the character at this point. I didn't think it would have by now. But now I'm like, okay, I'm bored with this. Mm-hmm. Because you can only say so much like you said, I'm the good wrestler and you're screwing me out of this because you don't like me. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get that. Yep. We've seen that the last two months now. But if you have Daniel Bryan win it, then where do they go from this? You, you still want to build Randy Orton as the top heel, but right. he, he's not going to get a rematch, right? You don't get a rematch clause when you're not the champion, right? Right. So what do you got? Uh, I say Randy Orton wins. Pinfall. The big show heel turn. Happens. I'll tell you what. I will tell you what. What? You book a very entertaining Yeah, you know. Pay per view. I know. But it never happens this way. Right. <laughs> So I got something very similar, although. But here's 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 the the crux to this. Okay, is Monday they'll make that a point. You got no rematch clause, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and he's going to somehow fight his way back. So Randy Orton will have another opponent coming up. Yeah, SummerSlam. They'll yeah. be picking on somebody else. Mm-hmm. 
You mean, uh, still... you mean Survivor Series. What did I say? SummerSlam. Yeah, Survivor Series. Right. So what are you going to say? Okay, so very similar, although no heel turn from Big Show. Okay. So I have Randy Orton, uh, pinfall. pinfall. Clean? Uh, no. Dirty? Oh, yeah, clean pinfall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Stephanie forces Big Show. Stephanie and Triple H forces Big Show to knock out Daniel Doing Bryan. The same gimmick. Yep. Costing Daniel Bryan the title. Ref's back turn doesn't see it. Something. Yeah. yeah. Big Show Big Show will play a part, forcing him to then break. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that's when I think we'll see Big Show, Randy Orton. Daniel Bryan goes back to the end. I think they're going to do something with this. To work his way back. Well, I think they're going to do something with this engagement thing. I don't. I feel like they've talked about it way too much to then just kind of have it be an extra on the storyline. So I feel like Bree and Daniel Bryan might do something for a couple months. Maybe cause some drama. Maybe a wrestler is like, "What the hell are you doing with him?" Something like that. All right, so you got Curtis Axel getting a clean pin over our truth. You got in a Dam- second. In a second, you got Damian Sandow, uh, uh, by pin with a Dean Ambrose specific mm-hmm. run in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the Rhodes family via a distraction of Dusty Rhodes mm-hmm. for a clean pin. Mm-hmm. Well, not a clean pin at that point, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Then you got AJ Lee winning clean via submission over Brie Bella. Yep, use that anaconda thing or whatever. Oh yeah, you can get some extra points here if you can call this uh, your, that uh, whatever Widow's Peak called. thing. Yeah, yeah, whatever it's called. Okay, okay. Um, then you got Ricardo turning on RVD, allowing ADR to get the pinfall and keep the title. Mm-hmm. You got Punk in the feel good story, beating Ryback, maybe getting his hands on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hits him with the kendo stick and makes him run. Heyman, that yeah. is. And then you got Randy Orton winning the title by a pinfall with Stephanie forcing Big Show to knock out Daniel Bryan. Yep. I've got Curtis Axel in a half a second beating Arn Truth <laughs> via pinfall. I got Damian Sandow winning over Dolph Ziggler with a pin because of a shield run in, complete shield. Then I got the Shin Will. The Shins. The Shins. I got the Shield winning their tag team match against the Rhodes because of a Dustin Rhodes slash Gold Dust heel turn. That's good. Right? I like that, yeah. And he's working for the, the corporation. corporation now. And then I got Brie Bella becoming the new Divas champion via a pinfall clean over AJ Lee. Yeah. Then I got RVD, new world heavyweight champion, via pinfall clean over ADR with Ricardo still on his side. Then I got CM Punk winning via DQ because of a Curtis Axel run-in. And not really getting to do what he wanted to do, being upset over not having the opportunity to beat that ass. And then I got Randy Orton winning the title with a pinfall with the Big Show wanting to knock out Daniel Bryan. Which I think is wrong because they didn't do enough on the... Well, I don't know. He's wanting to knock out Triple H. Mm-hmm. Maybe Triple H will be in there. Yeah. It's too late to pick this now, but Triple H will be in there messing with it, trying to somehow distract... Uh, thing. Big Show will come out like he's going to... Knock out Triple H because he's been looking for him. And then knocks out, knocks Daniel, out Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Very easy. That's happen. how it's going to go down. And that's how I'm going to earn all these points and beat your ass. Not going to happen. Oh. Oh. It's going to happen that way because it's what's best for business. And you nervous. are about to get a beat down from the shield because you're arguing with me and I know what's best for business. You do. But it's my birthday, so I'll say what I want. Yeah, you're about to get a birthday beat down, bitch!
Okay, I'm back now. <laughs> so we're going to take a break. We've got these logged down. We'll see who won come next week. And uh, we're going to come back and we're going to get into an email. I love emails. Got Thank right you. We're going to email and we're going to get your birthday barrage. Yes. Your final thoughts. When we come back to the Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. Wrestling fans, are you scouring the internet looking for places to buy your favorite wrestling-related merchandise? Well, look no further, because you can find all the wrestling merchandise you could ever need at ShoppersHideout.com. That's S-H-O-P-P-E-R-S-H-I-D-E-O-U-T.com. ShoppersHideout.com. At ShoppersHideout.com, you can find WWE and TNA replica belts, replica masks, life-size cardboard stand-ups of your favorite superstars and or wrestlers, t-shirts, pants, action figures, buttons, pendants, bracelets, and so much more from superstars like CM Punk, Randy Orton, Triple H, The Undertaker, Chris Jericho, Edge, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and many, many more. So what are you waiting for? Don't walk around town wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt. Log on to ShoppersHideout.com and buy yourself a Jeff Hardy t-shirt. And while you're there, get a replica of the WWE Raw Spinning Championship belt and wear that too. And then I can promise you that everyone you meet will be talking about you. And it's all because you shopped at ShoppersHideout.com, your source for everything wrestling. ShoppersHideout.com. You are welcome, because this song is going to be stuck in your head for weeks. Yeah, love to kick them. Love to shove them. Stick them. I love to shove ass. Love to shove ass. What the hell does that mean? I love to go out on a Friday night, throw back a couple of drinks, and shove some ass. That's what I do. I shove ass. Because I'm an ass, man. I guess. <laughs> I shove them, then I stick them, man. That's what I do. I'm like Chris Brown. So- <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Settle. Yeah. Settle. <laughs> All right, let's get into this email. Chris Brown's going to come through the studio someday, and he's going to be like, oh you're, the- oh, you're the Spanish announce table guys. Hey, I heard you make fun of me. Yeah, Chris Brown listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They all listen. So I have an email. Yes, I love it. Thank you again. You like the emails. I do. I do love the emails, too. Uh, for anybody new to the show, mm-hmm. you can you too can email the show, and we will read it for a dollar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> email at a dollar. <clears throat> so, uh, tableshow at gmail.com. Talk about anything. It doesn't even have to be wrestling related if you want. If you want some life advice, we'll even talk about that, right? Yeah, we're pretty good at that. I mean, it's obviously going to make more sense if it's wrestling related. Right. But anything you want to email us about. If you want to know how to rebuild the carburetor on a 42 Bronco you got that. Which doesn't even, I don't even think they made Broncos in 42. We're going to say they did. Or if you want MMA picks, come to me. You I got go. you that. Questions, anything mm-hmm. you want. Table show at gmail.com. T-A-B-L-E-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Not spelling Gmail because you know how to fucking spell it. This one comes from <laughs> Cataclysmic. Yeah. yeah, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Now send us an email on a dollar. This one comes <laughs> Got my cough back all the time. I've been coughing. There you go. But I was coughing for like three, four, You're five straight for weeks. Like eight weeks. And I swear to God, I think I had bronchitis. And now all of a sudden I'm coughing again. Maybe it's this like microphone condom that I got here. Maybe it's just like <laughs> it's just infected with Mar or SARS or something. So all right, Cataclysmic says, "Hey guys, hey Cataclysmic, hey bud, hey what's going on?" He says, "Keep up the good work." 
Thanks. We will, if you send us a dollar. He says, I'm really loving Paul Heyman. Every single time. Now, this came from last week's show. That right, we right, right, not right doing. Yeah, yeah. So he says, I'm really, really loving Paul Heyman. And he might propose to you. Every yeah. single time he is out on TV, he is just gold. He says, I couldn't help but notice at how he was looking at Ryback after Punk got put to the table. Standing there with his hands clasped together, just gazing lovingly at his Ryback. Great, great stuff. Which, cataclysmic, as you probably well know now, turned into even more of a gazing lovingly mm-hmm. into his eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, and then he says, really loving the WWE product right now. And OMG, weren't you guys elated that Zack Ryder main evented Raw this week? I was marking out broskies. Woo, woo, woo. You know it, because he was in that 11 on 3. Oh, yeah. I yeah, was yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah. And he says, could the Ryder revolution be on the rise again? Oh, I hope so. What do you guys think? Cataclysmic, I'm going to assume you're saying this ironically and sarcastically. Yeah, yeah I'm going to hope that that's a- I'm going to say that you're doing this, and and because uh, I just I really feel that you are doing that because you threw in the OMG, mm-hmm. and I've heard him talk on the on the other wrestling show that we talked right. about, the AllWrestling.com Weekend Review, and I don't think he talks like that. You're right. If if you really are and you're that into Zack Ryder, no, the Ryder Revolution is not on the rise again. At least not in this current gimmick. But um, it's never going to be back. Yeah, he peaked with Cena and Kane and Eve. Yeah, I think Ryder loves the business. Zack oh, yeah. Ryder is going to keep sticking at it. He's yeah. going to keep getting a better physique. He'll find something else that works, and Zack Ryder will be successful. This Zack Ryder, the Long Island Ice Z thing. Is gone. He can even keep that tagline if he just Mm-mm. got a little more cool with it. No, I think he's done. I think at once Kane broke his back, that was the end of his character. Yeah. Well, I think I think not even that character, but just if he goes on later, does some other gimmicks, does some other angles, but then comes back sometime later and he's jacked up and he's more of a upper mid-card maybe, maybe even lower. Yeah. Mid-card. Then he could, and he's just cool. If he's got a swam and a swagger, he could throw out a Long Island IZ once in a while mm-hmm. and call himself that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. He could still have that Jersey-style swagger and just attitude about him. Mm-hmm. But this cartoony, bright-colored... Yeah, that's done. You know? It's yeah. done. See ya. Bye-bye. It's done. It's gone. You're broken back, and you are done. But Paul Heyman, we can't say it enough, is great. This is, And here's the thing. For as much... Or for as many great things as he's done, when he was having the huge uh, Saved by the Bell telephone in WCW with the Dangerous Alliance, his ECW days, which they still chant if he's the you know babyface, all of that stuff, all of it, this right here is his best. Still the best, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He only gets better. This he's, is he the hasn't best. regressed ever. Yeah, this yeah. is the best. He's ever been. He gets it. He knows the business in and out. He knows how to work the crowd. And he's do. And here's another point that I think needs to be applauded. He's doing this in a PG era. Yeah. You know, he's not putting people through tables, or he's not. You know, he's not having Ryback or Brock Lesnar put people through tables on a weekly basis because oh, I'm the extreme, right. you know, yeah, Messiah yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. No, he's yeah. doing it with he's, great promos and done, great psychology. Never done the same thing twice. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not like using the same gimmick over. He's not using yeah. the ECW thing. He's not going mm-hmm. back poly dangerously. Right. He's he just evolves constantly. He's the best. And just I mean, it's it's almost to the level of Bobby the Brain Heenan where it's just he just can draw heat like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just knows what to say to that crowd, knows when to pause, knows how to look. 
mm-hmm. knows how. I mean, just everything he does, he gets the psychology of this business more than most people combined. Yes, this is the best he's ever been, and for and that's such an amazing statement to say given his career. Yeah, exactly. All the things he's done, and now he's still peaking. Like yeah. he's still on the up. Yeah. He may not be peaking. He's just still on the up. Yeah. He's still on the rise Top up. Top of the mountain. Just going up. Mm-hmm. Still got more work to do. Right. Paul Hammond, cataclysmic. Love the email. Thank man. you so much. The Seriously, email. I appreciate it. Next yeah. time, uh, dollar, PayPal. I didn't see the dollar, yeah. PayPal. So we'll let, you pay, we'll let you pass on this one. PayPal. Yeah. PayPal, I'll set that up. You should. I should set that up. Yes. Dollar in an email. Dollar in an email. <laughs> you don't got to send us a dollar for an email. You don't have to, but it, man. You don't have to. It'd but if nice. we don't got time for your email. <laughs> no, we'll have time for it. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it is your birthday. Too, it man. is my birthday. You're 28 it's years old. 28 years young. Well, I'm gonna I'm, My birthday present to you is I'm going to give you the floor. Well, thank you. I'm going to let you speak. This is your birthday barrage. Right. Well, right? I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. The Wade Barrett kind of yeah. rib Birthday there. barrage. Um. You know, and I didn't I w- say it in an English accent because that's also a birthday present for <laughs> right. you. Because I'm not going to make you suffer through <laughs> my terrible you. British Thank accent. You. Yeah. you know, and for my final thought, I was going to share something profound and kind of you know get to know me better. Because mm-hmm. still, we're only world peace and that whole thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. but we're still only ten episodes in, so you still don't really know us that well. And so, really, I just wanted you guys to get to know me just a little bit better. And I was going to share with you kind of my pro wrestling favorites and yeah. i was going to give you my top five favorite pro wrestlers mm. and my top three favorite matches okay this, is, this should be good there we go so yeah. i'll do it quick so i don't want to waste too much of your time okay. for my top five uh favorite pro wrestlers of all time now saying is this in order or is this just a no this is in order okay. five to one and now saying this i'm not saying these guys are the best right. please do not write just your say, favorite this is yeah. my personal favorite number five yeah aj styles I love him. I think his in-ring work is amazing. And to get so well-known from wrestling in yeah. high school yeah, gyms in Tennessee, true. True. Jesus. Yeah. And I won't write you because you told me not to write you. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. And this was because at the time of my wrestling experience, I was going through the high school times and the tough guys were always cool to me. Number four, Taz. Taz. He was so cool. The he, paying homage to the to the Gracies with the towel over his head and doing the Gracie train where he walked with his team Taz guys holding each other's shoulders as they walked to the ring. That feud with Sabu, just everything about it. Just I'm gonna tap your ass out. You know I'm gonna kick your ass. And I was going through high school and that was the coolest thing in my book. Number four, that was Taz. Number three. Now three and two is always kind of switched back and forth. But now, as I get older, they're starting to become more concrete. Number three, Kurt Angle. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, Kurt I mean, Angle. Is, I mean, he is. He was. Yeah, amazing. was amazing, and he still does great matches. He has, you know, people forget he's had great matches he's, in TNA yeah, with oh. Samoa Joe, Desmond Wolf, uh, the only Ken reason, Anderson. Yeah, the only reason I say was amazing is because now is because of what's been happening to him now. But he could be amazing, right? If he cleaned himself up, started working right again. He could still be one of the, if not the best wrestler out there. Yep. So that was number three. Number two is another kind of no-brainer to me, uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. Enough said. Yeah. You don't even have and, to say and, my, and the reason why he's two over Kurt Angle is because of that second career he had post-back surgery, all of that. I mean, 
the amazing matches, the hour-long match in England with John Cena, the SummerSlam 2002 match with Triple H. Uh, he even had a great match on Raw with Sheldon Benjamin. Yeah. Have another guy that had a great match yeah. with Sheldon Benjamin. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So Shawn Michaels is number two for that reason. And now number one, and I get shit on for this all the time, but it's because of when I grew up. Number one for me is Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Now you got to understand, if I'm eight, nine, I'm probably a Cena fan. It, although he gets booed so much to where I think kids might not, that might not be his favorite anymore right. or their favorite anymore. Because Hogan never got booed to the extent yeah, Cena did Cena does, right? when Hogan was Hulk Hogan in WWE. Yeah. He's number one for that, and he's also number one for the NWO. Oh, yeah. The chance he took to change up his character, which no one really did to that extent, and the the great promos and the great work spray painting people, macho man, uh, you know. Uh, Played that gimmick to perfection. Of yeah. The, I'm the biggest fucking star to ever hit pro wrestling. Right. You can't touch me. Exactly. If I want, I will ruin everything here. Yes. And I'm going to do it to show you that I can. Yes. So for the NWO run and then obviously Hulkamania, that's why he's number one for me. Uh, so those are my top five favorite wrestlers. Go ahead. You got Taz and AJ Styles on here. Mm-hmm. No Ric Flair. You know, Ric Flair is great and his promo work is amazing. It's just something. It never clicked with me. You know what I think is, yeah, the whole thing is I caught on to Ric Flair past his prime. Maybe that's what it is. I did like the Four Horsemen. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I still caught on to that past its prime. Right, true. I caught on to it when they, they I caught on to it the first time I saw WCW. I remember this vividly. Ric Flair was kicking Sting out of the Four Horsemen. Yes, I remember that too. So Sting was in the Four Horsemen. For like a minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kicking him out. That's when I first saw mm-hmm. it. I remember that. So this is past the Forestman Prime. Yeah, yeah, the old Anderson. This is Anderson, past Ric Flair's Prime. Yep. And the problem with that is that's 20 plus years ago and right. he's kept going. Yeah. And you so know, it's kind of soured what Ric Flair is. Yeah, yeah. I really respected Ric Flair when he had that great feud. To me, it was great. Uh, with Hulk Hogan, uh, when Hogan was like getting screwed over by Miss Elizabeth and like Ric Flair had Miss Elizabeth. So Arn Anderson and Ric Flair and kind of the four horsemen were screwing over Hogan and Savage. That's when I really was like, man, this guy is cool. He's good heel, you know. But for me, just nothing. It didn't click. I, I, yeah. For me, the reason why Taz is above a Ric Flair is because I like that gritty, you know, towel over the head. I'm just going to kick your ass. I'm a I'm a I'm a badass mm. more than the i got money i got women that the the grimy you know back room fist fights you know resonated more with me than the high flying wheeling dealing kiss stealing guy yeah so that's probably the only reason why a flare doesn't make my list okay well your three favorite matches three favorite matches i'll make this quick as well number three it's the try or it's the triple threat match between aj styles samoa joe and christopher daniels at i believe it's called unbreakable and that's so stupid of me for not to remember what it's called but i just remember the match i don't remember the pay-per-view i mean that's some solid work yeah i mean good god that was they know each other so well every big spot was amazing like yeah they know each other so well it was just mind-blowing number two the first WrestleMania match between Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Yeah. 25. Great. Right? Uh, 25? Yes. Great. Oh, my God. The back and forth. The my favorite False of all time. finishes. Yes. I watched it with, uh, I was in Germany, mm-hmm. so I had to download it. Mm-hmm. 
Whatever. Legally. Whatever. Hey. Um, they thank you. And I was, the match before it, I was so drunk that I was falling asleep. Mm-hmm. I was wide awake watching this match. <laughs> yes. The and so was finishes. the guy next to me. And yeah. this guy always passed out. Mm-hmm. And the guy who was, who was living with me at the time was watching it. And, I mean, he was just like, and he watched wrestling a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't hate it. Just kind of stopped watching it. Right. And he was watching it go to the screen. And, I mean, like, it sobered us up. It was that yeah. good. Yeah. And and the finish was amazing. You know, the backflip into the tombstone. Yes. One, two, three. It was great. Everything about it is amazing. If I try to show I a match. I even said it before it finished and before, like, they started saying it the next uh-huh. night on Raw. I said it. I was like, that's the best damn WrestleMania match I have ever seen. Yeah. And, to and me, then they started calling it that. On the, And I was yeah. like. That's just amazing. Yeah. I was like, that's amazing. It's great. Yeah. Everything about that match was was amazing, perfect to me. And that's one of the matches. Those two matches are what I show people who aren't wrestling fans but kind of curious. I go, watch this one for the athleticism, the the triple threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the second one for the storytelling. Now, my favorite match, WrestleMania 19. A lot of great matches on that. In my opinion, the best WrestleMania of all time. Uh, but my favorite. 19. 19. 2003 in Seattle. A lot of great matches. You had uh, Shawn Michaels, Y2J. Mm-hmm. You had Rock Austin and Austin's last match. You had Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle. Yeah. But for me, and this goes back to the Hulk Hogan thing, my favorite match of all time is Vince McMahon versus Hulk Hogan. Really? And I'll tell you why. I remember. I bet you're not going to get. You could ask 100 people. I and know. You wouldn't get. I know. Yeah. Well, here's the reason why. Uh few reasons. One of the Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon, and the storytelling, and if Vince wins, it's the end of Hulkamania, right? Which yeah. is kind of, hey, if I win, I'm going to end Hulkamania. Nine million people have said this. The one thing I remember going into that match, I read online Hogan's contract was expired. So I legitimately thought, hey, Vince doesn't like Hogan. Yeah. What's the best way for him to really get over on Hogan? Beat him at WrestleMania. So... I like that for that reason. The match was really fun. I remember Vince McMahon pulling up above the yeah, you yeah. know the 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 ring and yeah, you just yeah. saw it like the devil incarnate, you know? Yeah, yeah, he did yeah. the leg drop off the uh off the uh uh ladder into the Spanish announce table. Spanish announce table. Yes, he did. And then Rowdy Piper comes in with a pipe and kicks McMahon in the ass and then hits Hogan in the head in the head and then, you know, I'm WrestleMania one. I'm <laughs> yeah, the yeah, reason. Yeah. Just that whole storytelling for being a wrestling fan for as long as I have been, that match Just to the me. Nostalgia factor yeah, the that. nostalgia and they did good work. I mean, yeah. they were in their late fifties, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, it wasn't the best work ever. But the storytelling, the the guts it took to jump off a ladder at that age yeah. and to take it, you know, Hogan's side and Piper's coming uh, you know, jumping in, that for me is my personal favorite match. So for my birthday barrage, mm-hmm. there you go. My top five favorite wrestlers and my top three That was an interesting look into the yes. mind of So T-Mac. you get to know me better. So yeah. yeah, there you go. Well there you go. Whether you wanted it or not, yeah, now you know T Mac. Now you listen to it. <laughs> and thanks. Spanish Announce Table, Trending Topics Network.com, Table Show at Gmail.com, at Table Show on Twitter. Fight Show or Fight Show Live. Well, Fight Show it? Live yeah. on the Trending Topics but Network. The yeah. Spanish Announce Table podcast on uh, Facebook. Yes. All kinds of ways. Send us an email, Table Show at Gmail.com. Send us a dollar. Please. Do it. Um, For my birthday, at least the next one, send me a dollar. A dollar. It's dollar drink night, and the guy needs a drink. Yes. So, well, we'll return for episode 11. 
next week? Double digits. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> On the Spanish Announced Table Trending Topics Network, we're going to get out of here so he can go get drunk. Yeah. I'm drunk now. <laughs> You're drunk now. All right. We'll see you next week. Spanish Announced Table Trending Topics Network.com. Yeah.